0: Welcome to the Shorts and Hoodies show here on the channel. I am your host, Stephanie, and I have to this side of me...
1: Mr. Dash, what's going on, everybody?
0: Hello, sir. And I have to this side of me...
1: Mr. Jared and the Flock.
0: Hello, sir. Hope the birds are doing well. We are here to talk to you today about the top 10 fantasy films. So I am like a pig in in crap because I am in my favorite genre. So I'm very excited. We're going to be breaking down our personal favorite uh, 10 fantasy films. I'm very interested to see what Dash's choices are. And how many elves are in those choices? <laughs> <laughs> because as we learned in last week's show, we made a real breakthrough with Dash and why he doesn't like certain fantasy films. And it has to do with camping, which I think, yeah. have, you, have you reflected more about that breakthrough? Have you really internalized that?
1: Yeah, I still don't like camping. You <laughs> still don't
0: like camping? I still
1: don't like it. I don't know yeah. if it's sleeping bags on hard ground or triangle <laughs> tents. Uh, or peeing in the in the woods. I don't know.
0: Well, yeah, it's that's like a big one for girls. Well, see, girls don't enjoy peeing in the woods either. So, I mean, I really feel you on that one. Gotcha. Um, so, anyways, as I said, we were here talking about our favorite fantasy films. Uh, did you guys have a lot of fun with uh, making these lists, or was it torture for you?
1: I, it was a little bit of a torture. Was just it? a little. Just a little oh. bit. Okay. Because I mean there was there were more. I mean, as as we know, I mean, kind of how I break down my stuff every week. What's going on, Baker? Hey Kitty. Ugh. Kitty cat. i have been very much a punk today. Um, I mean, I go through my 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 couple that I know off the top of my head that that stay mm-hmm. with me and everything. And then I'll hit the Google, you know, top 10 fantasy movies, uh, and TV now.
0: Oh, um, sorry, yes, and TV. Movies and TV in this list. Sorry about that.
1: And so I was sitting here going, oh, I was like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I do like that. Oh, Mm -hmm. I do like that one, too. Huh. Maybe I do like fantasy. But my fantasies are a little bit different. So, I mean, 10 through through 7 is like all Zootopia for me.
0: All Zootopia, of course. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Can't steal my stuff, Dash. You can't Uh, steal it.
0: No, no. We got to have our own things.
1: I will say I did go above and beyond because as as usual, I do have nine honorable mentions at this Uh, moment. Yes. So nice. I have Um,
0: quite a few honorable mentions as well. I did also bring my sword for this fantasy show. Oh,
2: look at that.
0: This is actually a uh, Wakizashi, technically, but it it is a sword that I bought in Toledo, Spain, made of Toledo steel. I figured for this fantasy outing, every person on a fantasy adventure needs a sword. So is I, I,
2: is it like I specially to... folded? Sorry,
0: especially yeah, it is specially folded. So if you look, it's got the the uh, special folding of the metal all along the tang here,
1: Did and you, it's got you, you got that from where?
0: from Toledo, Spain, not Toledo, oh, no. Ohio.
1: I was gonna say, funny enough, I have a sword from Toledo now.
0: Toledo, don't. Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely my joke. Because <laughs> it's only funny because when we were in Toledo, that's the joke we were all making constantly to the point where our chaperones were like, could you please stop with that joke? So <laughs> I get you, I understand. So now haka, that we've haka. unsheathed our swords per se, uh, theoretically and physically, uh, Dash, why don't you start us off then with your number 10 fantasy TV or movie?
1: Absolutely. My number 10, I'm going movie on this one. Uh, okay. This was a movie that was such a big, big part of my childhood. Um, from Turtles in the Mist to Wolves in the Mist to Falcor, this is the never-ending story. Uh, what a wonderful, wonderful movie, uh, sequels, not so much, uh, but this journey that this little boy goes on after being bullied and he runs away from school and hides out in the attic and everything and a you just everything about the story, mm-hmm. the princess so lovely. Uh, it's, it's just a great journey. Uh, and then of course the evilness of that is the nothing, um, the nothing. It's such a fun movie. It really is
0: Mm -hmm. beautiful.
2: Very dark.
1: That that
2: horse scene made me cry. It makes me cry every time.
0: It's forever known as the horse, uh, the scene, or the movie. Excuse me, where a horse slowly drowns in a pit of sadness.
2: Yes, nothing that can be done. We
0: we witness the death of our childhoods in physical form.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness! Uh, Definitely a roller coaster of a of a movie. Emotional. Oh, emotional. And to, to I mean, to see that movie at such a young age, I mean, I'm practically the same age as the young boy in the movie at that time.
2: Mm-hmm. And for
1: him to be going through all that kind of stuff, whether it be the bullying, but all the fantasy and my favorite, absolute favorite part of the whole thing is like when he's reading the story and he's like, can they hear me? And it's just like, it's so <laughs> wicked, like uh, goosebumps. So yeah, that is my number 10, the never ending story uh kick it over to jared jared what is your number 10 bob's burgers is a super secret spy uh in the movie
2: archer um or Ah. sorry the tv show archer i should say archer yeah the tv show archer um a lot of people because i originally started watching bob's burgers and i'm like oh that guy's a pretty good voice actor let's see what else he's in and they're like oh have you heard of archer and i can't get out of my head that it's the same guy doing archer he's H. John,
0: wait, H. John Benjamin from Archer does Bob's Burgers.
2: Yeah. He's yeah, the he's main Bob. guy. Yeah. Really, I've
0: they never do watched cross- Bob's Burgers. I have to watch now.
2: They do a crossover episode. How did you not notice that?
0: Because I haven't watched Archer in many years, but I used to really oh, love that, that show. That-
1: he does another voice too, and I can't remember. Yeah, what it
0: is. got quite a voice.
1: Oh, um, he's the he's on Family Guy. Oh, is oh, he? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, he runs like the the quick stop. Oh, does he? Yeah, oh, awesome. yeah, they do the impressions. He's like, hey. I'm Bob from Bob's Burgers. And he's like, Hey, I'm Archer. <laughs> it's the best yeah. I, I just, do. <laughs> that's pretty I good. think, I think Archer is just
2: great. Cause he like, he believes all the superhero or the super spy movies are real life. And that's what he, that's what he thinks he's supposed to do. And I just think that just, you know, the first like few episodes is like, how do they still work for every three letter agency in the entire world? Yeah. So, it, right? you know, it's great. I just, I love the whole, everything about it. <laughs>
0: that's awesome so you're you're saying archer or bob's burgers or both
2: uh archer actually specifically i just yeah i just threw the bob's burgers out there because a lot of people know him from bob's oh i see yeah because i forget every actor's name and yeah
0: (laughs) i only know his name because he's archer and i was used to be very obsessed with that show
2: yeah, he was phenomenal. Did you uh they, they have a great season where like it's all apparently a dream where Archer's yes. in like Vice City? Yes, just...
0: <laughs> yes. It's amazing. It's oh, amazing. Gosh. Yeah. My favorite You've line never... ever is the snake, the snake venom's not gonna suck itself out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Dash,
2: have you ever seen Archer?
1: Uh, I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah. Uh, I I I slept on Archer. Uh I slept on Bob's Burgers for the longest time. Um I And then I started watching it and I was like, holy crap. Kevin Klein does one of the voices and we watched the show. Yeah. He's like the landlord. He owns the building that, that Bob's burgers restaurant is in. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, he's one of my favorite actors and that's where kind of where he's been. Like he just stopped doing, you know, movies a lot and everything. And he's been voice acting on Bob's burgers ever since.
0: Awesome. I suppose that's really easy. Just set up like a voice or a studio in his house and just record his lines and send them. Sounds awesome.
2: The the whole every everything about H. John Benjamin
1: and everything he does is awesome. He's he's definitely got one of those voices that it's like Nolan North or or like kyle Canade. Who's that? He's the voice of Comedy Central.
0: The guy, oh, the actual announcer.
1: Yeah, but Comedy he's Central? also a, oh, okay. he's a stand-up comedian though as well. Oh, okay. He's got one of those voices that's so distinct. and Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: oh, that's him. That's Comedy Central. Every album he has is gold. Yeah.
0: Really? Yeah. I have to look him up. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. You, if if you want a good giggle,
2: Kyle Kinane. He's he's got some great stories. I mean, they're, they're not the most kid friendly,
1: but like, oh, they, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a, a subtle Dave Chappelle. <laughs>
0: ah, okay. Good yeah. love David Tell.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, speaking of people you love, Stephanie, let's go to your number 10.
0: <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Well, speaking of things that are not for children, uh this was somewhat intended for children, but um Stars What uh, looks like the devil um but it's when uh to cast the world into eternal night, the lord of darkness sends the goblin blix on a mission to kill the unicorns in the forest near his castle that guard the light, and bring him their horns. The colleagues uh, manage to follow the impetuous Princess Lily as she visits her paramour, Jack of the Green, played by Tom Cruise, as they try to save the last unicorns in Ridley Scott's Legend. Do you guys know this movie?
1: I know you this lost movie me in the well. beginning. <laughs> Did I? Lot, that was a lot of curtain fart for me.
0: Yeah. Have I used that,
1: love... I used that term one here?
0: Curtain fart? Wow. Yeah, curtain
1: fart. It's it's kind of like Middle Earth, like when they take two words and they just put them together, and so I just call it call it curtain fart, and you know.
0: Okay, all right. I was right. just
1: like, "What is she talking about?" But yeah, as soon as you said Tom Cruise, I was like, "I know this." Okay, okay. Yep,
0: yep. So Tom Cruise plays Jack of the Green. They try to save the last two unicorns before Tim Curry, as uh, the Lord of Darkness, manages to extinguish the light and plunge the world into eternal darkness. So. The great movie i mean tom cruise pre-nose job so you see tom cruise's old nose in the movie um but uh, one of his first roles very he's very charming he's very straightforward not a, i mean not a whole lot he does it's very physical but uh it's lovely and the uh costuming on darkness on tim curry looks very very cool yeah. it was first not a very successful movie but later found a very cult following which includes myself so i love this movie i'm going legend.
1: It's legend a long time i've seen it Mm -hmm. I know
2: I I think I saw it like once or twice when I was younger and I just loved it like it was so cool such a great premise
0: yeah Ridley Scott getting his fantasy feet under him so that is my number 10 so Dash we're going to you for your number nine
1: taking it back to my childhood again uh this movie was remade uh I believe in 2000s you're so tired just go to sleep (laughs) Um, But I'm not going with the remake of this because the remake is hot garbage, in my opinion. Uh, The thing that made this movie stand out from what it was, was the stop motion uh, animation uh, for the movie.
0: (laughs) <laughs> and it is
1: uh, speaking of Clash of the Titans <laughs> oh, there's your Titan right there there we go Yeah. Uh, Clash of the Titans from the 80s uh, it's such a wonderful movie uh, a great story uh, everything about it uh, I did see the remake and was just yeah. so underwhelmed and I think what so it was it came down to the way they did the stop motion or whatever um, it it was so different at the time. Um, and to where the new clash of the Titans just kind of felt like every other movie. Yeah. You know, there was no jaw droppingness, if that can be a word. There was nothing about the movie that just really stood out. Yeah, it's pretty bland. Um, and that was what Sam Worthington, Liam Neeson, and I was just like, these are really good actors, but okay. No, yeah. the original was such a it's such a great movie. And again, this is a, a movie from my childhood. Uh yeah, Clash of the Titans.
0: Great one. That's a great movie. I love that movie. Uh I, I forget actually. the name of the lead the lead actor. Um, oh, same. Oh, I forgot his name.
2: Sorry, I saw Jared. The remake. No, that's all right. I was gonna say I saw the remake and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I mean, it leads
1: into it leads team. into what you were. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's just you know, <laughs> to, to each his own. For me, what it did being, I think the original one came out in what, 81? Something like mm-hmm. that, yeah. I probably didn't see it till later on. Because, uh, I mean, at that time, I was only, what, three years old, I think. Maybe. Um, yeah. And so I, I remember seeing it, though, and just like how the owl moved. And seeing like the snake on the head, it was, it was so cool. It was something about it that just really captured your attention Mm -hmm. to where being an adult going into say the Sam Worthington one, we had seen this kind of CGI before in other movies and to where it was just like the CGI for the originals for me, what made it stand apart. And yeah. that's what I'm saying again. Not mm-hmm. to knock it, you know, if you like the remake or anything, but it was the the groundbreaking CGI uh, of the original that really did it for me. I mean, it's the story and everything like that too. Um, but yeah, And no elves. No elves. No elves. Yeah,
2: I'll I was just be so honest. I don't, to say. I don't.
1: I don't think I have an elephant in this whole. I think that's a surprise. Jared, what were you gonna say?
2: Yeah, it's it. I mean, it was like it wasn't a movie that stood out. It wasn't like, oh my god, this is amazing. It, it just sometimes goes to show, yeah, yeah, you can have an all-star cast, but that doesn't mean it's going to be an all-star movie. Yeah, know? look at look
0: at Gods of Egypt.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So let me take that off. And Immortals,
0: <laughs> Immortals. Whoa, Woof.
1: Well, uh, so speaking of right.
0: your number nine, let's yeah, go to let's you, Jared. You're number nine.
2: Yeah, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, the the one that actually just came out. Oh, okay.
0: Um, yeah. The, the uh, second one, you mean? Or the mm-hmm. first one? Oh, wait, the no, the first one. one. Yeah, sorry, yeah. we haven't had the second it's, one yet. Gonna, like the I'm second one hasn't come out yet. That's, That's I, right. I'm pretty I forgot. Sure I'd it's see just it. a trailer. That counts, right? The, tra- the trailer for Sonic is my favorite. Never. No, sorry, go ahead. Yeah,
2: Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the trailer, man. Just, oh, i got to put it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, um, Sonic has always kind of intrigued me. Like, it just... Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, a fantasy film, according to the Wikipedia page, is an element of magic, myth, wonder, escapism, and the extraordinary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it kind of throws in some magic, kind of throws in some myth and it, it, a little bit of wonder, you know, and it just, I mean, I Dr. Robotnik with that big stash, you know, just how he captures all those animals and really for what? You know, he's just this evil, mad genius that just is so eccentric and it, it just, and then Sonic, who's just, just quit, it's. It's like Deadpool before Deadpool. You know, he's got those quick quips and everything else like that. And it just, with mm. the quick quips, that's what mm. I was going for. Not like, yeah, not that he can, I uh, digress. But <laughs> yeah. So, I don't um, know where that was going. <laughs> and well, I don't
0: want to know where that was going.
2: Yeah. But it just, the the movie overall, overall, overall was just a great show. It, it I felt that it it took and updated into the future and now what sonic the hedgehog was technically back in the day i just Mm -hmm. thought it was i just thought it was great the and the way that they were like they they showed us what sonic looked like and everyone was like yeah no no." and they're like okay you know what we got you we got you so
1: that was insane had that quick turnaround like yeah yeah let's let's release this Oh, oh, crap! Let's <laughs> take it down. Take it down. Like oh. the only
0: thing I can think of is all of those do- software developers uh, killing themselves, redoing all their graphic work again, and all their frame animation and everything. It's like, oh no, people probably sleeping at the office for several months to get that done.
2: <laughs> I have a feeling. I have a feeling that they showed it to the executives, and they were like. This is going to be a banger. And then someone was like, look, everyone's going to hate this. So here's an mm-hmm. idea. Let's go and put out what we have now, be on the back end fixing it. And so when was like, boo, 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 we hate this. And you're right. It was such a quick turnaround. I'm like, there's no way that they did it that quick. There's no way. They were probably like, let's make it look really no. bad to them. We'll change it. And then we change it. And it's like all positive.
0: Not to be the Debbie Downer, but uh, Hollywood is not very kind in terms of timelines when it comes to uh, SFX uh, studio or uh, shops in anyways, They're pretty, they're pretty, uh, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, a lot of not good stuff that they do at a lot of those shops in terms of like deadlines and business deals. So, but you're probably right. They probably had something, you know, started like several, you know, the keyframes probably similar or the anime or the basic animation for the item probably could change that a little bit probably a little easier than having to re they didn't have to like reanimate fully animate everything in that movie this just, just had to put a different skin on top of it yeah. if you will but still yeah. it's pretty impressive
2: yeah so re-skinning things if we can try that transition let's go to number nine
0: well fu- it's actually very funny that you say that because this involves this is a very bloody show. Um, (laughs) So fantasy includes dark fantasy, which includes things that are go bump in the night, ghosts and goblins and witches and werewolves and vampires and all sorts of fun stuff. So my number nine is a television show that uh, stars the brotherhood of Sam and Dean Winchester, whose mother was brutally murdered by a demonic spirit who learned to become hunters with their father, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and along the way, they encounter vampires, werewolf, and all form of ghosts and goblins and demons and angels and even God himself. This is Supernatural. I love this show. I have watched every single episode of Supernatural. We just recently, the show just finished in the last year with the finale, finally 20-some seasons later... Longest running television show there's ever been, and it's because the God of Hair, Jared Padalecki, and the God of 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 Jawline, Jensen Ackles, and their chemistry together as brothers, fighting all sorts of supernatural things, uh, it's just amazing. I love the show, I, and I I feel no guilt for for loving the show because, I mean, their brotherhood is so fun. The car is amazing. The car they drive is amazing. Uh, I mean. It's, I mean, the gun thing, maybe a bit much, but man, the show is so fun. It's such a great fantasy um, premise and this very human drama that goes on between these two brothers trying to figure out this weird past of their family. And it's awesome. I love the show. You guys watch uh, Supernatural? Watch any episodes? I've,
1: I've seen every episode like four have times. You-
0: Oh no, my gosh! No, yay! Getting I'm 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 Oh <laughs> man, what a jerk! <laughs> I did, <laughs> awesome, I did that for
1: my mom. So no, my she positivity. Tried to, she tried to get me into that show so mm-hmm. many times, and um go
0: for Dash's I, mom. You're I, good.
1: I finally, started watching it. I am on season three or four, I believe. You've got, you've got a while to go. So I'm, yeah, I've got a, I've got a while. I, I'll. So what's up, happening? I'll finish it up next week. Um, <laughs> no. Uh the episode I literally just watched today was um uh the the one of the hunters was coming after uh Sam mm. and he got turned into a vampire. Mhm. Oh, so that's where I am in. I am right now. Uh Maggie from Walking Dead was on there. Um just just recently here.
0: I don't know who um, that is, but
1: Do you not watch Walking Dead?
0: Do not. No, no. I'm not a zombie girl.
1: Yeah, she um I can't remember. I think she played Abby, maybe. Anyways, uh, mm, I'm, I'm on. I think I'm on season three right now. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm 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 going through that and rewatching Sopranos, probably for the fourth time now. Okay, so that's an
0: interesting um, juxtaposition.
1: I I yeah, try and... to weigh things out, and of course, everybody knows I can't watch shows that are on TV right now. Oh yeah, uh, I have to watch. let's just finish. Is, so there you go. It's over with. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to try to watch How I Met Your Father, but I was like, ah, this thing's going to be canceled in a couple of days anyways."
0: Oh, no. So, I'll, I'll wait. Oh, no.
1: Why do you think it's going to get canceled? Not good? I don't know. I never saw the first episode.
0: Oh, okay. Oh.
1: It just, it, it's one of those things to where it was like-
0: Hard to recapture.
1: Friends. Let's talk about Friends. You know, Friends is one of the, you know, the top five greatest TV shows of all times, mm-hmm. uh, arguably. Yep. And then what happened after that? They did a spinoff called Joey. Oh and yeah, like that lasted a season, maybe. Um, granted, this is not necessarily a spinoff, but come on, it's a spinoff. It's called "How I Met Your Father," sure. and it yeah. also takes place in the exact same apartment.
0: Oh, weird!
1: Wow, there's
0: only one example I can think of um, where the sh- a spinoff show has ever gotten better, which we won't talk about right now. We'll talk about it in a, in a sec, but th- it never works. You're right; it never. The spinoff shows rarely work.
1: Yeah. I think for me, uh, going, going back to your pick on Supernatural, uh, one, I can't stand his hair. <laughs> his I really hair can't. Amazing! I cannot make. stand his hair. I love Fingers Dean. I love Dean. Jensen Ackles. I I'm super excited right. for him to be soldier boy on, uh, the, on the boys for the new season. Um, that's awesome. I, I, I have to catch Dean. up so you
0: can watch that.
1: I love Dean. He's mm-hmm. one of my favorite characters on the show. Um, but yeah, Sam's hair, I'm just like, ugh.
0: It gets better. Sam's yeah. hair gets better as the show goes on. It gets, and I think, it, what I
1: think is, in, in a way, it is a show that it's not necessarily a show you have to watch in order. Not saying that there's not a storyline, there is a storyline, but it's a very loose one per sure. each story. It's almost like it goes by case by case. Episode page. by episode. Yep. And I wanted it to, to be like a show that you're not going to know what happens in this episode if you didn't watch the one before it, kind of a thing. Yeah. I wanted a good storyline like that. Again, not that the stories are not good storylines. I don't want to get ripped apart because I know there's a lot of Supernatural fans out there.
0: Well, I was going to say in season four, uh, four or five, whenever they get to the part where the devil comes into play, Right. Uh, that's all I'll say about
1: that. But no, and, and that... I yeah, because i they're they're along that lines of uh, the blonde. Uh, I can't remember. I think Lilith. she was on Arrow. Uh,
0: well, there's the blonde. There's one demon Lilith that I think a big that's character. her. She
1: was like you know,
0: um, to bring forth. She my didn't. Father.
1: She didn't work for. It wasn't you know. She wasn't the upper person. She was working for somebody. Like they mm. keep. Keep talking about working for somebody higher than that. So mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. kind of, you can kind of see where it's leading to. So, but yeah, no. The I, consequences I want- for
0: each season end up going over into the next season for Supernatural. So what ends right. up happening in season three ends up going into season four. What ends up in season four ends up going into. So it's like a very. You do. Ha- I mean, it's yeah, the mini arcs of the episodes because they're they were on the CW, so they had to do a twenty four episode fill right. So they had these mini arcs, but then there's the overarching arc that goes along that it kind of incrementally move, moves forward. So it's a, yeah, it's a network television structure. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a show that would have been better if it had like a 12 episode arc.
1: Yeah. Especially when you have 1920 seasons and they're are 24 episodes for each one. I'm just yeah, like. It's
0: a lot. Oh my God. I know. That's a lot of storyline. That's a lot, lot
1: of storyline. Like 138, 130.
0: Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, a lot.
1: But it's awesome too, and I know we're going off on a tangent here. Yeah, I Being love that. With like coming up on YouTube, and you see them going on tour. Uh, mm-hmm. The two actors it's like they're they really love each other, and yeah, have good so dudes. much fun doing the show and everything. Like that's when you have chemistry like that, and that's another reason I love How I Met Your Mother is those people still keep in touch with each other. Whether it be mm-hmm. Allison Hannigan and Jason Siegel or whatever, um, they love each other so much. And had such a great time on the show. So, yeah. Become family.
0: Yeah, thanks. So, that was my number nine. So, uh, we are on to number eight. So, Dash, start us off with your number eight.
1: My number eight is my first TV show uh, on my list. Uh, This is um, a show that started off so strong uh, and ended not so much. Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, this show was getting ready to get canceled, and they wanted to wrap everything up. Uh, this is the birth pretty much of Zachary Quinto as, a, as an actor. Oh. Uh, this brought Hayden Panettiere uh, into the mix. Uh, Kristen Bell uh, was on this show. Uh, Milo However you say his name. Uh, oh, Milo Ventimiglia? There we go. No. Wow, uh, that's a it mouthful. Was it helmed by the tagline "Save the Cheerleader, Save the World." This was NBC's Heroes.
0: Heroes
1: loved this freaking show so much. Uh, Did you ever watch Heroes?
0: I, I never watched Heroes. My husband's a big Heroes fan. I gotta, I gotta watch it. That and Breaking Bad, big shows I've never seen.
1: Heroes and Sopranos. So much. It was so much fun. Like. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to say it was like four seasons, five seasons long, Something like that. It started off so strong, mm-hmm. and then it was like I think by the by the end of the run, it was it was going to get canceled. Let's go ahead and try to wrap this up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just it was it was a little bit of a mess at the end, but the the first first seasons were so strong, and Zachary Quinto is so good uh, as a bad guy uh so good um yeah
2: Great actor, you did you were yeah. what
1: heroes saw two or three episodes
2: and i was just like i can't get into it it, it felt like know. a team titans kind of thing yeah. you know
0: it like it's a bad thing
2: well it's not a bad it's not a bad Teen thing titans but, are awesome yeah no Teen titans are amazing but it was just like it's like ah, it's it's like team titans but they're in
1: high school i was like it's yeah. kind of hit or miss it, a little so, mighty
0: morphin power ranger
1: i don't know i liked i liked how it had like the modern spin on uh superhero, like bringing some kind of reality to superheroes, if they were, if mm. superheroes were among us, mm-hmm. not yeah. necessarily how we hold them on a pedestal uh, with Marvel or DC, sure. it was like, Hey, what, if, you know, what if the, you know, the head cheerleader at, at your high school was, you know, she had all these superpowers or whatever. And that was yeah. the kind of, you know, kind Fresh of. Cool. Fulfillment. Yeah. So, yeah, that is my number eight heroes uh jared what is your number eight
2: well uh, stephanie i saw the shock look on your face mighty Morphin power rangers is not on my list okay um i just had a really big crush on the pink ranger that was oh, all like she yeah kimberly She was. Just, yeah, shoes. Oh, yeah. i'm just, on the other mm. side
0: of that i was a tommy girl oh, oh tommy, tommy, tommy heart drop. tommy the mm. long hair
2: yeah how did it stay wet all the time though Magic, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna
0: say <laughs> you. meant his hair, dash. It, I nose. meant his hair. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> sorry,
2: PG. PG, 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 dash. Come on now. Um, oh. so my number eight is actually a show I haven't technically watched a full episode in, but I see bits and pieces of it everywhere. Nice. So I kind of been able to put everything together it's called gumball okay yeah (laughs) yeah gumball Gumball. it uh it follows this kind of cat family i guess it's on like cartoon network nickelodeon and it's just a cat or no cat and rabbit family like it's it's really it's kind of like zootopia but in a cartoon form and they're going to their kids in like high school and stuff
0: oh like more of a cartoon form than like Zootopia? like actual
2: cartoon drawn not drawn, that kind okay. of animation drawn. okay yeah and just like some of the little side plots that they have during the movie where you see these small little clips it's freaking hilarious. You know, like the uh, 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 Gumball is the name of the kid. He goes on like a social justice warrior rant. And then I think it was a pencil that like just totally destroys him in the whole thing. He's like, oh, well, what if I didn't? And it just it's it's hilarious how they they mix and match everything together. It's a lot like South Park, you know, where they it basically put it in a more of a kid's format. And so I feel like I've watched the show enough with all those short little clips out there. But like, I just can't bring myself to ruin the magic. You know what I mean? Like, you see all these amazing little bits. And you're like, what if I put it together and it doesn't
1: live up to the hype? I mean, have you guys or ever had- if,
0: Or what if it's even better?
1: I know. Hmm.
2: That, that Dumball. fear.
1: Gumball is the one that, that mixes real life and cartoons, correct? Yeah. It mixes real it's a life and cartoons. Yeah. No, you should okay. watch it. Yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah, I want to make sure we're thinking about the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Yeah. Like the dad's a, the dad's like a really big rabbit and, yeah. and stuff
2: like that. Yeah. And mom's, yeah. It just, I, I, I don't want to spoil magic for me, but I feel like I, cause like there are clips all over the internet about everything. And it, there's a website that I scroll through that always has a clip about it. And it's so hilarious. that I'm just like, I don't want to ruin the magic. Yeah. I, have you guys ever had that before where you see something and you're like, that looks so good. I've seen bits and pieces and then you watch the full thing and it just ruins everything. Yeah, Lord of the Rings did that for me.
1: I was just like, "Oh damn, oh, Dash. I want to love this so much." <laughs> then I was like, "Oh Sorry, sorry. Steph.
0: That's all right. Try to legitimate.
2: <laughs> okay, oh, all right. Man. Well, Stephanie, why don't we turn that frown upside down and let's hear your number eight. This is going to
0: be real quick because the boy from the south already mentioned this movie. This does star the most adorable dragon there's ever been, Mr. Falcor, And it does star the most horrific horse drowning in a mud pit scene, which is poor sex drowning in the pit of despair. This is the never-ending story. Yeah, I love this movie too. I mean, I probably would have put it a little bit higher. I, I actually, I've watched um number two the never ending story two more than i have watched one funny mm-hmm. enough really yeah which i don't know because it was always on syndication like mm. wgn uh, out of chicago uh would always play it it was like the never ending story tron and like movies like that they would always play as a sunday evening movie so i remember seeing that movie and then i finally got it on on uh, vhs which that's a thing that happened in the past children um and uh, I watched it over and over again. I liked it. Yeah, the nothing, the, the queen in part two, the childlike empress is, you know, lovely story. The idea of being a kid that just wants to hide away and read all the time and not play with kids, that really uh, hit home with me. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great movie. And it's a ba- I, mean, I keep calling it, I want to call him Sebastian, just Bastion. Um a great character. It's fun that he gets to kind of come into uh, part two because this is actually based on a German um uh, book uh the never ending story, and uh, the whole movie is very german it's probably why the movie's so so dark <laughs> no no offense to our german friends out there but probably why the because you know german fa- fairy tales are very dark uh so it m- kind of makes sense the wolf uh, uh what's his name uh, gromp what's his name again um it, wolf is very very scary it reminds me quite a bit of garmir which is the or, or, you know, the hellhound of, of uh, Norse mythology. It's kind of a, just a very terrifying wolf figure. And it I kind of fits it. with, what is it?
1: Those eyes.
0: Those like, eyes are so would creepy.
1: haunt me as a child. When you would see him, like, back up and it would, like, anytime, like, the earth would shake and his eyes would, would get big. And I was like, oh, my God.
0: Scary. Yeah. So scary. The turtle. What the did turtle did? looks so cool.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of movies during that They're time in fighters. the 80s. Were I mean, I can sit here and look at mine, and I, I would say half of my movies or TV shows are based out of the '80s or have mm-hmm. direct relations to stuff in the '80s. From the '80s that was yeah. all very dark, but fantastic
2: in a mm-hmm. fantasy way.
1: Um, that was something that was that was really big during then.
0: '80s and fantasy. Yep, a great everyone too. Oh, the never-ending story. Yeah. Awesome banger. So that was my number eight. So now we are getting into the sevens. Dash, start us off with your number seven.
1: Um, my number seven is a story that was brought to us, uh, to a sick little boy read to him by his grandfather. Oh, um, just plagued with the greatest three words in the world ever spoken by a man with that thin thin mustache his zorro mask as you wish as you wish this is the princess bride um enigo montoya you kill my father prepare to die just uh, everything about this movie it's just, this movie should be higher, but as I go through my list, I'm just like, oh, it's a better movie. Um, it it should be higher on my list. It should. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I have it at my number seven.
0: Inconceivable.
1: <laughs> Everything about this movie from Andre the Giant, uh, Robin Wright, uh, Billy Crystal.
0: Billy Crystal.
1: Uh. Just it's a it's a perfect movie, Uh Fred Savage, Peter Falk, and you know two names that we often forget to name when we're talking about this, and they're the first Columbo. ones you see. In them. <laughs> Those are the first ones you see in the movie, <laughs> and the last ones. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, my favorite scene. My favorite scene in the in the whole movie is when they have Carrie always uh, hooked up to the torture rack mm-hmm. and the water, and he's just like. <gasps> <laughs> that sound that escapes him is, is so hilarious to me. So funny. Uh, thoughts on The Princess Bride?
0: It's I, amazing. It's an I amazing
2: movie. Small bit of trivia that Andre the Giant ripped like the biggest fart on the set for, like <laughs> 30 seconds. That. i yeah. heard that. Um, that, you know, like it just I, I knew that like the never-ending story and, and, you know, The Princess Bride, were gonna be on this list. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna pick those two, so.
1: I don't know. Well. These, I mean, these are movies, you know. Neverending Story, Princess Bride. There are some other ones on here too uh, that we'll get to. That are, I mean, it's it's my childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've spoken on my, you know, not so great uh, coming ups, um, and this is one of those things that just, I mean, it allows you to escape to a whole nother world. And even though you know, the Princess Bride is kind of set in in some sort of like ye old English, you know, modern. Mm-hmm. But mixed with modern times, kind of a thing it, it, it was it was like it wasn't of this earth, just, yeah, just the, the I mean that love conquers all, and you know hey pretty lady, would you like a peanut you know, mm-hmm. like everything it's just a great story, yeah, that's Lovely my number story. uh that's my number seven, with yeah. what is your number
2: seven uh continuing on with very famous actors, charlize theron is. One of the most amazing women in this story here. Uh, it's a Netflix original, The Old Guard. Nice. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. She she portrayed like the leading lady, and this story that it's steeped in. You know, the the uh, I'm a big sucker for a story and some deep dark lore, as I've said in the past. And it it slowly kind of tells the story. And, you know, there's a little bit of redemption for a gentleman who did an amazing amount of research and just it, it tells a great fantastical story of immortals that protect the world, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, through the entire history of everything it ties and I like that when they can do that when they tie little bits of actual history into it and kind of just change just enough to add it to the storyline and it. It's pretty cool. It's it's really cool to watch the whole story kind of unfold in the in the nowadays where everyone's got one of these on them, you know, a nice little cell phone and and, and having a digital footprint is huge for being found. And it's just, it tells a great, and Charlie Theron is just amazing. She's she amazing. plays, yeah. yeah, just fantastic.
0: Especially after be, like Atomic Blonde, how much training she did uh, stunt-wise in Atomic Blonde, then to see like the the next level of that in old guard and these great action scenes uh her hand-to-hand combat uh fighting skills well choreography doing the choreography so believably and she's such a big woman she's a ballet dancer originally that she's just has so much presence she's a perfect choice for that role a great choice
2: i just i I love how the story alternates and changes and then you know because they're immortal and then spoiler things happen and it just it just it's it's encapsulating spoiler <laughs> things happen spoiler <laughs> things happen <laughs> uh, i mean if you biggest <laughs> spoiler alert ever spoiler then spoiler stuff <laughs> stuff well come on it's it's a stuff it's a movie
0: and things happen it's a
2: movie about mythological things and, and mm-hmm. immortality come on if you can't put two and two together i'm sorry about i can't do the math for you yeah um it just i i, I love how when a story is well written with good actors that mm-hmm. can perform the script. Well, um, just turned out great. I loved it. Everything was nice. So I'm probably going to get another one because it did very well for Netflix. I am very much looking forward to how they move on, how they two. resolve
0: what happens at the end of the movie with uh, who shows up.
2: The new I guard. know the new guard,
0: <laughs> the new guard. Yeah. The new mutants.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting.
2: Well, but, moving on to the new guard. Stephanie. Okay.
0: Well, this is in the realm of uh, magic a little bit, um, but this is a TV show. This is a, a kid's show, technically, um, but it's actually, I think, a very deep show that really um, transcends just being for kids. So this is about the legend of Aang, who is the new carrier of the spirit that is passed between the four nations in the world, the Fire Nation, the Air Nomads, the Water Tribes, and the Earth Kingdom. Uh, he, Aang grows up learning to control air and be an airbender, flying his flying bison Appa. He's then attacked by the Fire Nation. His Avatar spirit protects him and encases him in ice and he wakes up a hundred years later to the Fire Nation having taken control of the entire world and wiping out the Air Nomads. And he has to uh, try to bring balance again to the world, to the four uh, nations, so they can live again in harmony. Um, this is Avatar the Last Airbender. You guys watch the show Avatar? I know it's considered yep. like a kids' show, but I don't agree.
1: Oh, I did see the movie. Sorry. Well,
0: I- ignore that. Yeah. You know, personally, I-, I hadn't seen the movie until recently. Mm-hmm. the The um, M Night Shyamalan, uh, Shyamalan, in this case, um, it's fine. It's fine, but
1: I'll say, I'll say this. the fans I- are
0: right to be angry. It's not anywhere near as good as the show.
1: I enjoyed the movie probably mm-hmm. only because i had not seen no idea the show i didn't know mm-hmm. uh, i thought the kid was cute you know who who played um what's his name ang
0: ang yeah uh, you
1: know, so i but i never saw the i never saw the tv show so
0: no oh, the tv show is so good and it has the main villain fire lord ozai voiced by mark hamill so there's your stamp of approval voice
1: yeah
2: the,
0: it,
2: it's got a great storyline like it um, I, I I did watch like right before the movie came out. I watched like two or three seasons, I think, mm-hmm. just to kind of get caught up. And I well, remember I watched easy. the mo- I watched the movie, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is wow! This is way different."
0: Yeah, yeah it's not it's yeah. over-explaining the bending, which it's not necessary. It's very simple, but yeah. it's very martial artsy. And then you know this cool power of being able to bend water or earth. There's one earth bender that eventually learns how to bend metal, which is super cool. And I mean, it's a beautiful story the the avatar is also the bridge between the spiritual world and the physical world. So there's a lot of uh, metaphysical sort of stuff that happens through the show. Very deep for a kid's show. The idea of, you know, reincarnation and meditation and, and connecting to spirits and very, very East meets West kind of a story. And then the legend of Korra, which continues the story of avatar, something like 60 or 70 years later, uh, also Mm. a great show, amazing action scenes in the legend of Korra. So Avatar That's what, world,
2: okay.
0: yeah it's yeah. pretty amazing
2: well because i i because th- i knew like when i when they said they were coming out with a movie and then i know that there was a tv show i watched the tv show mm-hmm. and i thought the legend of Korra was still kind of the extension of it because again that funny website that i go on all the time has avatar stuff plastered all over it you know just like the funny little quips and I I thought there was just an extension of it because I watched the, I guess I watched the full TV series and then I watched the movie mm-hmm. just to kind of get a sense of what, you know, everything is. And yeah, I just thought there was an extension. I apologize about that.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. Legend of Korra just continues the same story. So Korra is the next avatar in the line because okay. it goes, it was in the Fire Nation, then it goes to the Air Nation, then the Water Nation, then the Earth Nation. So the spirit kind of goes through the four houses to keep balance. never it's It's a very deep story for kids, I think. So that's my number seven. We're going into the number sixes. So, Dash, start us off with your number six.
1: Well, the one thing that uh, my number six has in common uh, is beautiful music with uh, our number 10, uh, nine, seven, five, four, three, and one is all the music that, that, that comes with these movies and TV shows. Um, but none greater than number six, uttering the greatest lines. You remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe. The, with babe the, power. the power. What power?
0: Power of voodoo.
1: Voodoo. You voodoo? do.
0: You do. do. What? Remind me of the babe. I can't believe it's on my list.
1: David Bowie, Jennifer Connelly. This is labyrinth. Uh,
0: I am wrapping absolutely... up my
1: my uh, holy trinity, if you will, of eighties. Uh, fantasy movies for me being the Neverending story of the princess bride and finally Labyrinth. David Bowie in one of his most iconic roles, no matter if you're talking Ziggy Stardust or the Goblin King, uh, he sure. steals every scene that he's in with those amazing leggings and ah! uh, and, and, and and like writing, yeah, you know, I think it's what's pant-
0: between the leggings, yeah. but
1: whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jennifer Connolly just gorgeous as all. Um, just she just looks like she's airbrushed, like and just just naturally, she just has a natural beauty about her. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I love this the the just the music alone, so good theme song. But yeah, it's it's David Bowie for me. You didn't have this I, on your list? I
0: cannot believe that I oh. forgot that Labyrinth existed. I'm such an idiot. That's what we did. My, my husband and I on our at our, or our honeymoon were out in Denver, Colorado at Red Rocks, the amphitheater outside. Watched Labyrinth outside in the rocks at Colorado. It was magical. I cannot believe I didn't put this on my list. I'm so ashamed. Oh, that was a nice little story of why I love this movie. But yeah, David Bowie is, I mean, it's the two things I love. It's the Muppet muppets sort of a thing and david bowie and a little worm that goes hello yeah I
1: say, hello. no I say, it's hello
0: it's close enough
1: it's uh it's the door knockers for me in this oh the door movie. knockers are good yeah yeah one of my absolute favorite scenes in any movie Jared, you're quiet i i i love listening to you guys just go off on this stuff you've seen labyrinth, I mean,
2: though right i've seen labyrinth okay These, nice. i mean look i was a late 80s child you know okay. i'm 34 mm-hmm. So a lot of these movies I saw when I was very, very young and I liked them a lot, but they weren't ones that I just rewatched because I grew up with Nickelodeon, with Toonami. Yeah. A lot of the things on my list, you'll kind of notice are a little bit newer and it's, I, I'm not, I was very much a child of the 80s, but I Kind of remember just little bits and pieces, and to be honest with you, you guys, banter is awesome. Like, I just like, I, I'm, it's, it's kind of awesome because I'm like, I get to sit here and listen to this in the moment, and I don't have to wait till it's Friday. <laughs>
1: you, you know, I think, so. uh, I think with the with movies like numbering Story, like Princess Bride, like Labyrinth, I think it's so important to see these movies when you're a kid mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. honestly uh, really appreciate them as as an adult. Uh, and it's one of those so things, different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I were to see Labyrinth as an adult, I would just be like, okay. But to, it's that it's that magic oh. that comes with being a kid, and and seeing and hearing and just everything about it um, that I, I think I have Labyrinth even more as an adult.
0: Labyrinth feels a little different if you see it for the first time as an adult because I think you're oh, just yeah. staring, staring at a particular place, like almost <laughs> like every scene that David Bowie's on screen. Like, yeah, how did nobody notice that?
2: The eighties were a very different time, Stephanie. <laughs> yes, they were. There have been many things I've noticed while we try, rewatching older movies where I'm just like, that would never happen at all today.
0: Oh my gosh, like in The Little Mermaid, where they have to redraw the castle in the background because somebody oh, put it. something. Oh my god, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Man. All right, Jared, take us to the last part of your first half, your number six.
2: This is actually a very new cartoon whose fan base is super, super divisive. Um, It has had a few episodes who are very hit and miss and who made McDonald's bring back the Szechuan sauce for just a brief moment. This is Rick and Morty. Oh, Rick and Morty. Yeah, a a crazed grandpa who is actually like 70 years old or something that I, I think is the actual math um he he acts more like he's 40 or 50. they they traverse the universe with multiverses and and the one thing that i like about them is they will never never cross into time travel that is the one thing that they've said that they will never do and i like that they live by that standard everything is always here and in the now and in the present um it's just some great antics like if you watch them throughout the seasons each season just gets better and better and better the animation style to the storyline They get super super meta at times, which is kind of interesting. And they have some very very uh, hit and miss episodes. (laughs) There's there's an episode with horse people in it, which is very uh, weird and odd. It goes a very weird and odd turn. Yeah, but I, I will just say that they they have some great episodes. You guys have never seen Rick and Morty?
0: I have not seen Rick and Morty. I just know the legend that is Rick and Morty. And I some of those now that once it's done, I'm gonna probably catch up on it. It's on my list, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I, I'm sure I'll love it because I think those writers ended up doing Loki for Disney Plus. So, oh. so okay. I probably would really like Rick and Morty after watching Loki. I think it was Loki. Yeah. I think I'm right about that.
1: I, I've, I've seen a couple episodes. Uh, I, I find it very hilarious that you said that uh, they said they would never tackle time travel mm-hmm. because of two reasons. That one, the characters are based on. Marty McFly and Doc Brown. Right. And the mm-hmm. theme song is Doctor Who. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Those are two, <laughs> the main thing in both of those Yeah, things. pretty much.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, it's, yeah. It was one of the things that really confused me because like whenever the show started, I was like, is this Rick and Morty or am I watching Doctor Who? Yeah. I was like. Yes. I was, I was really thrown off. And then I, you know, I watched a couple episodes and then I had watched a, yeah, an interview or whatever, or not an interview. It was one of those, um, movies that made us on Netflix okay. and they were talking about uh what things that back to the future had influenced in life and the creator was on there and he was like seriously <laughs> like this is Marty McFly and Doc Brown like, yeah I, it's them and Correct. I was like that's so cool but yeah now I've seen a couple episodes um I I have a I have a I guess a little tick that uh I can't stand hearing people burp. Yeah. And so I had to get past that. Once I got past it, I was like, Oh, I can keep, I can keep going and just watch everything. It, it calms down. And I think like season four,
2: it calms down after like, uh, I think it's like season four is where it really calms down. Yeah. But like, yeah, they, they really get a little bit more in depth into like the, the real adventures. It's more of a real adventure. And it's no more long, it's no more just Rick getting massively tanked in taste yeah. and taste or ta- tanked and just doing something stupid. Yeah. Like it, it really actually builds upon itself. I mean, they even did a D&D themed episode, which by the way, you're either going to absolutely love it or you're going to absolutely hate it. It takes a very wild turn, and uh, just be prepared for for loving it or hating it. So it's yeah. yeah. No, I, I I know. Is it this better
0: is, or worse than the World of Warcraft episode of of South Park?
2: I would have to say that it's it's worse because of the weird twist. Okay. If they didn't, and this shows PG, so I'm not gonna. I don't. I can't really talk about the twist. And- but if they if they didn't throw the twist, it'd be better than the World of Warcraft episode. Okay,
1: I so. like it when Futurama when Futurama did their D and episodes. That was that mm-hmm. was fun. Yeah, uh,
0: sounds, I must have missed those. I would love Futurama, but, but I a, haven't watched the newer it was stuff.
1: That, it was that season that they realistically only had three or four episodes. But oh, really? They were really? like part one. It was like Bender's big score. The the episode. Oh, like oh the yeah. Sky opened up. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they went to like a D and world with Bender as the knight.
0: Oh, why don't no. I not remember that part? <laughs> I'm, I just Good remember beer, it because I I'm
1: on it again. I'm on Futurama for like the seventeenth time. Okay. I go to sleep with cartoons on because, nice. and it shows. And, and and this is one of those things. Like, I, I, I go to sleep with either Family Guy, American Dad, or Futurama on, and I was yeah. like, or Bob's Burgers. Uh, but Bob's Burgers, I have to stop doing it once they get to like the musical episodes mm. because it keeps me up.
0: Yeah, I want to listen um, to music.
1: But I tried to do that with Rick and Morty, and I was like, oh, I really want to watch this. Yeah. Like, I just felt, found myself staying up till, like, 3 a.m., and I was like, I got to go to bed. I can't watch this when I go to bed. I want to watch this, so, you
2: yeah. know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird that you say that, because I fall asleep to unsolved mysteries.
1: See, I bet that's <laughs> nice, though, because his voice is really soothing.
2: Yeah, it is. It is. It is very nice. Uh, I think I'm up to, like, uh, season six, and I just started, like, a week ago, so... It's nice, yeah. But speaking of decisiveness, uh, let's see how... Does device, device
0: Divisive Stephanie or decisive? Would,
2: whatever. One of the two. You choose. Let the audience go with it. What's your number six?
0: All righty. <laughs> so this is another big milestone in the world of fantasy. Uh, what do you get when you cross The Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, and Indiana Jones with the brutality of Conan the Barbarian? Well, you get the story of... The young Willow of Good fighting Queen Queen Babmorda, trying to save the baby Alora Dannon with the lovely Val Kilmer as Mad mardigan This is 1988's Willow. Willow <laughs> had to do it because Roselle turns into a goat at one point and starts saying his name like this. I mean, I love this movie. It's such a wonderful. I mean, if you. Like the Ewoks, here's Ewoks without fur, uh, the oh. Nellons, um, the lovely Warwick Davis, who's such a charming guy. And of course, if you've seen any of his, uh, uh, uh it's not Idiot Abroad, but with the one he does with uh, Ricky Gervais and uh, Stephen Merchant, uh, that's a great show as well. Um, but it's... George obviously being a little influenced by the Lord of the Rings, Uh, this is a story by George Lucas, and Industrial Light and Magic did all of the special effects, the cool morphing technology that happens when Rizal changes form. Very dark fantasy, the Queen is trying to find this baby child, has captured all of the pregnant women in the kingdom, and is like, as soon as their babies are born, if they have the mark, she's killing them, like just awful stuff, really dark Conan the Barbarian type stuff. But uh, you have Val Kilmer with long, dark hair and looking very, very uh, peak form. Um, And uh, yeah, watched this movie many times. And I'm very excited because, uh, you know, Ron Howard, who did the original, is bringing back Willow. So there's going to be a series on Disney Plus of Willow. I think Warwick Davis is coming back to do it. So super excited to come back to this world again. I love this movie. You guys have seen this movie, right, Willow?
1: willow no, no you I'm have mis- it willow if i'm not mistaken was the first movie i remember that i remember seeing in theaters
0: oh wow
1: yeah i don't think i've ever seen willow such a heard of it so good warwick, warwick davis is so great both him and val kilmer the chemistry
0: <sighs> so good val kilmer has so many like funny physical physical comedy parts so he's just kind of playing a little bit crazed yeah. it made me think as i was watching it it was well i mean not to spoil it but we'll talk about lord of the rings at some point here but he would have been if they had made it back in the 80s he would have been a great aragorn um just that jawline he's such a perfect fit for like a fantasy look his physicality is fine you know and the special effects are fine you know and and for the 80s especially they're like howard the duck level um special effects the little tiny brownies so you have the Willow, who's the hobbit, and you have the even tinier hobbits, the brownies. You have the double headed dragon that's breathing fire. You have the evil queen and her lightning rituals. Oh, it's so good. It's such a great movie. You have to watch it someday, Jared. I Highly recommend it.
2: I think I may have actually seen it one second. Have one you?
0: Thing. Tiny Warwick Davis.
2: I've seen Willow. I well, have. There you go. I you remember have this it. movie. I remember that guy. You was, remember it was, it. It was it something
1: could've... I, I, I. You know, we know Warwick Davis is coming back for the show. Yes, uh, it would be great if they could somehow work Val Kilmer into this. I understand oh, with, with 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 everything that's going on with him and his voice now.
2: Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's I mean, pretty the, bad. Those
1: those two people, even if it's, uh, he can even be a mute.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that would be something they like they could they could do. I think.
0: I, I think know. you know, it's something that I would like to see. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know who else really from the story has to come back. I mean, yeah, probably a Laura Dannen at some point, but yeah, that would be great to see him for sure.
2: What's yeah. wrong with Val Kilmer? Is he okay?
1: Throat cancer?
0: Was it yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah, he cancer. He can talk. But not um, well.
0: It's not quite as bad as like uh, Robert or uh, Roger Ebert. No. I bet he got towards he the end of his like life. doesn't use like a
1: vocoder or anything like that, but it's it's rough. It's yeah. it's it's difficult for him to speak, uh, and it's something that, that just kind of came up pretty quickly in his life. That sucks. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a there's a um, a documentary on it. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, on on Hulu or Amazon, Is one there? of those. Um, and it's him and his this journey that he's on right now.
0: Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I saw a clip for that.
1: It's yeah. something that like he 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 recorded it um, mm-hmm. to to bring people along on the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
0: but he's he's. I mean, in peak form in Willow. I mean, yeah. uh, man, he's just so good in the movie um so that's my number six so we are going into our back half wait that sounds bad um so dash why don't you start us off with your back half wait what no i'm stopping
1: um (laughs) i'm sorry uh, this movie (laughs) uh, my number five uh it's part of a huge franchise a franchise that is celebrating uh their 20th anniversary here recently uh but i am singling one movie out in particular this is part of the Harry Potter franchise, mm. but in my honest opinion, there is only one movie that stands above and beyond all of the Harry Potter films, and that is number three, The Prisoner of Azkaban. Ah. So that is my number five, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, uh, for one reason and one reason alone, Gary freaking Oldman Yeah, uh, it's just amazing. Amazing in this movie. And this is not to take anything away from all of the other Harry Potter films. Uh, but I will say uh, Wired did do a top 15 or top 30 uh, fantasy films. And Harry Potter was on there. And the only one that was on there was this one. I was like, thanks, Wired. You know, fantasy movies. <laughs> it, it's, it's such a it, it was I mean, we had the first one, we had the second one, and then we got really dark with there this movie guy. and i think that's what drew me into it and then gary oldman's just performance is just the man can do no wrong whether you're talking the fifth element or you're talking the book of eli he's just a master at diving in and becoming these characters he's not just i'm an actor you know oh, he no. he becomes serious black he is and, good. Yeah, he
0: becomes Beethoven in one of yeah. my favorite movies, *Immortal Beloved*. He's incredible. Yeah, everything. Yeah.
1: So, uh, more than anything, more than Emma Watson or Daniel Radcliffe, uh, who, funny enough, I don't know if you heard, uh, but he will be playing Weird Al Yankovic. I was yep. yes, and, I did uh, see that. I, 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 That's
0: an amazing story. Yeah.
1: Um, but more than those actors, it is Gary Oldman for me that that makes this movie. Uh, it's just amazing as it is. It's one of those that. I can watch this film and go, you guys ready to watch it again? (laughs) Like, like, I can, I can watch it right again.
0: The master filmmaker at work, Alfonso Cuaron, who also did several other great movies. Go ahead. Sorry, Jared.
2: Oh, no, I was going to talk about something completely different with the the weird Yankovic with Daniel Radcliffe thing. I can save that though. (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't, I watched the Harry Potter series. I, I like, but it was very passive. You know what I mean? Like it was the big craze. Everybody loved it. And I was, I'm kind of like you, Dash, with Lord of the Rings. I'm just like, yeah, this is
1: kind of (laughs) cute. You know, like that's, it's, it it, it is one of those things that I will say this. Having watched Harry Potter first and knowing nothing about Lord of the Rings, when I watched Fellowship of the Ring, I was like, oh, she took a lot. She took a lot, (laughs) like from the book. Everyone's,
0: to be fair, everyone's taken a lot from Tolkien.
1: (laughs) But there's a lot of stuff I was like, Oh, those are just Dementors, like, oh, Basically. that's just Dumbledore. Ringracer, Dementors, I was yeah. just like, yeah, everything about it, I was just like.
0: Gandalf yeah, is Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I don't know. But still, I mean, I do prefer Harry Potter. Just, I don't know, I, I love.
0: The, I wish I could like those. I mean, I, I do like those movies well enough, but right. I loved the books. Loved, loved, loved the books. Read those as a kid um, and into my teenage years, even into college, you know, read those books. Thought they were just really well-written books. And the movies just never included the things in the stories that were important to me, like even Goblet of Fire and even Azkaban. I mean, Azkaban is fine. Um, I just, the way the story unfolds in the book is a tiny bit different and handled a little bit differently. And it just, I'm more used to that version. So it's not the movie's fault. They're fine.
1: I watched the book and they were great.
0: Well. (laughs) <laughs> the language she uses in the books is so good. She's, yeah. she's for whatever else J.K. Rowling is, she is she is a very good writer, so.
1: I've heard, I, I don't know personally, because I've never cracked either. a spine she's on it. She's so.
0: very rich.
2: I
1: yeah. I just don't like how she changes everything after the fact, like
2: years later, like it'll come out and she'll just kind of go like, oh yeah, this is a thing. It's like, you, you wrote the books like 10 years ago, lady. Come <laughs> on, just let it, let it be, let it stay as it is.
0: You mean the part about how wizards get rid of their excrement? That's an interesting. That was an interesting statement from her. Like, wow, we really didn't need to know that, J.K. It's Sorry, really that just
1: good. Like, one poop removal. A family guy, call, call back on that one. Pooper my episode, the by the way, <laughs> my <clears throat> absolute <throat> favorite episode uh, Family no, Guy. Multibrand. Oh my
2: god, I remember that. One Stephanie, One can't... <laughs> 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 Uh, you can't you can't make me giggle when I'm taking a drink or something, Stephanie.
0: Oh, sorry about that.
2: Um, I almost spit it all over my keyboard.
0: <laughs> I just accidentally did a neti pot on your uh, sinuses. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, it's good, though. Uh, I need them cleared up. All right, Jared, take uh, us into your second half. Uh, back right. half? Back half. What is that?
2: Take oh, we're going to the back. half
1: with number I five. have to explain
0: it to you.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we're going to the back half
2: here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are going golf.
0: Hold on. I'm thinking like golf dash. Jeez. You're so dirty. God.
1: Yeah. The back nine, the back
0: nine. We don't have nine. We have just (laughs) whatever. Anyways.
1: All right.
2: Um, so we are going to the God himself, Idris Elba, Mm. the man who is just dark, gritty, um, in, in the, the dark tower. I don't know if many people saw this movie. Many people really heard of this movie. Uh, it kind of came out of nowhere from from for me. It was just it was like, hey, interest Alba in this amazing movie, and this was uh, this was back when I would go to Redbox and I'd see something in Redbox. And I'm like, oh, pick it, rent it, call it a day. And uh, it was one of the movies that I actually ended up going back and purchasing from Redbox uh, okay. as soon as it became available to purchase. I love the movie. He is so good. I like the conflict between the real world and. You know, the, the dark tower world and 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 the villain. Who's the villain in it? It's not Ethan Hawke.
0: No, it's Matthew McConaughey as Randall yeah. Flagg.
2: How do I not remember Matthew McConaughey? All right,
0: all right, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah, like it just, they do so good. And then just the gunplay is amazing in that movie. Gun. Yeah, yes. and it's a revolver. Just, it, he, it's om- it's when they hit that perfect casting. Mm-hmm. when you hit that perfect casting, it's sometimes just amazing. And I just thought, I thought Idra, Idra, how do you say his name?
0: Idris just, Elba.
2: Idris Elba. Mr. Elba. Yes. Just, Mr. Mm, Elba. Perfect. Yeah, he should be He's phenomenal.
0: Awesome. He's not related to Jessica Elba. That's
2: something different. I would hope not.
0: No. But, I mean, this is another really very popular book series. It's a Stephen King book, actually. The Dark Tower is based on where all these different various worlds of the stephen king oeuvre it and uh, K- uh carrie and all these different worlds kind of converge somehow in the dark tower i've never read the dark tower it's another book on my reading list someday but the the book fans uh i think we're very hopeful that the movie would do a little bit better but the movie itself according to book fans is different than the book which doesn't make it a bad movie just makes it different from the source material yeah so
1: I do love Stephen King. This was not one that I read, though. Okay. So uh, I did see the movie. A I, lot of love, books. I, very I thick. did like it too. But yeah, I remember book fans going th- that they, they took certain liberties with things that were very different than the book. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, the movie was good. So yeah,
0: that's like me with Da Vinci Code. I, I saw Da Vinci Code before I read Da Vinci Code. So I didn't have any of the book. It, it's a book reader thing. You know, if we read the book, it's difficult yeah. to
1: watch the movie. As, I, that's... as, as, as is one of my honorable mentions here that I will get ripped to shreds, I'm sure in the, in the comments, by the movie. So suck it. That's, that's half the reason why I can't read a book beforehand is just
2: that spoiling. Cause that, the, cause there's a, there's a, there's a really famous book called fallen angels that I had read at least 10 times. I didn't know by the eighth time that it was all, it was all about it. it. It was an African-American platoon in Vietnam. I had no idea. I mean, the names were there, everything was there, but the picture of the, the the wide diversity, you know, of everybody that was in there with their different personalities and everything else like that. I had a total different envisionment of what it was until like my 10th time reading through. And that's a lot like what I think happens in movies is you build upon these characters in your minds and then you don't want to spoil that magic. And then when you watch the movie, you're like, right. that's not, that's not what you know Tony Hawk looks like in the movie. You know that's not what the Mr. Soprano was, and it's just it spoils that magic a little bit for you, and it brings it down a peg or two. And yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love reading books like the b- book Fallen Engine. oh, magnifique. I loved it. It's a great war story, mm-hmm. but like, just it it blows my mind when when you know that that magic is spoiled for you, and I I wish that didn't happen all the time. Yeah, that's why I, I don't read. That's, That's why I don't. Read. So I don't the read. lesson is,
0: don't read. No, don't read
2: it. Don't, don't read.
0: read. It just read ruins stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you at, like that. With the Wheel of Time series, which is not going to be in my list because the I love the the book and yeah, the show. It, it's difficult. Yeah, when you've read the book and you've you've invested you because you p- invest yourself when you're reading a book, and then somebody who interprets that book might interpret it differently than you, and therefore it doesn't feel like the same book to you because. That piece that you brought to the story as you were reading is not there because you're not the one making the movie. So I get yeah. it; I totally get it.
2: And the next thing that we're going to get is Stephanie's number five.
0: Ah, we are going to get my number five. It's going to be real short because once again, Dash already talked about this movie, uh, so it is <laughs> inconceivable that I should talk too much more about it again. Yes, this is the dreaminess that is Carrie Elway's, and as you wish, this is the Princess Bride. Yep, All right. I love. <laughs> That's a hey! How dare you also love a movie that I love? How dare yeah. you? How dare you? Yeah, I mean, it's a perfect movie. Mandy Patinkin as Anigo Montoya, Andre the Giant, may you rest in peace. Red Savage and Colombo reading a story. Um, Robin Wright, Chris Sarandon as the evil prince, uh, and yeah, Billy Crystal and Carol Kane as his wife. Don't forget that great Carol Kane it's showing a, up again.
1: Mandy Patinkin, it's it's still just flabbergasts me seeing him oh. now
2: mm-hmm.
1: versus what he looked like in the princess pride and i go oh, and it's mind. one of those things that i always forget and i think it was one of the three times that tina fey and uh amy poehler hosted the golden globes mm-hmm. and they had referenced mandy patinkin, mandy patinkin. yeah because they, like, like, they were like when they were talking again?
0: about uh what was it Les Mis? like yeah. people singing in Les is i think yeah. that's what they're talking about
1: and because, you know, he is a award-winning singer and an mm-hmm. actor and everything of the playwright. And mm-hmm. I was just like, he did something whenever he made some kind of facial. And I was like, San Matoya. I keep mm-hmm. forgetting that. <laughs> like, every single Because mm-hmm. he looks nothing at all. It's, it's that alike. big beard that he has.
0: Yeah, he's got a big, bushy beard.
1: <sighs> but don't yeah. forget,
0: like, Wallace Shawn as Mr. Inconceivable. Yeah. Uh, I mean...
1: Well, he kind of looks the same in everything to me. He does he look always, the same as everything. He will Robin will be the teacher oh, right. from Clueless to me.
0: That's true. Yes, he will be the. Yes, that's right. He is the teacher from Clueless. Good spot. I forgot about yeah. that. I'm and then Robin. Known fan, so. Oh, I do love I follow that movie. her on
1: on everything.
0: So you've seen her with her doing her birding.
1: Her, I'm sorry, oh, what that I'm...
0: is her birding? I know. we want to talk about maybe we'll cut this from the show but she does a thing uh where she will chew up the food oh for yeah yeah, 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 kid yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> okay
1: that's about all we need to know it's yeah, weird. gross it's really yeah. gross <laughs> no she does i mean she does a lot of throwback stuff to like you know movies and stuff that she did and mm-hmm. you know and it's kind of fun and she had she she had made a reference to to him uh okay. in in one of the one of her tiktoks or something like that and i was just nice. like all he can—he's done all these movies. He will always he be the, the teacher same. from Clueless. To, he likes, looks the same. Yeah,
0: him and uh, Ron Howard's brother Clint Howard mm-hmm. shows up in a lot of movies. They just look exactly the same. And yeah. so does Robin Wright as Princess Buttercup. Looks exactly the same, almost. Yeah. Well, maybe a little bit different. But
1: Jennifer Connelly still looks the same too. Yeah, they're just ageless.
0: I th- but the word you're looking for is vampires.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can Paul look at—I can look at. Paul Paul Rudd, Rudd. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, uh, Jennifer Connolly uh, in labyrinth, and then you look at Jennifer Connolly and something like he's not he's just not that into you.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's just
1: like is she still 16? Like <laughs> yeah,
0: she looks amazing. Yeah. Forever young. So, anyways, that's our my number five. Let's go further into the back half. Sorry, I'm gonna, gonna keep doing it with your number four, Dash.
1: My number four is my absolute favorite story of all time. OK, um, this story has spun so many uh, other stories and movies. TV shows has been referenced multiple times. It has been remade and remade and remade. Uh, but honestly, I, and I would have to say. I have to go with Tim Burton more so than, say, Disney. Uh, or the original film done a, uh, as an ABC production uh, in the seventies. Um, this is the wonderous land that Alice visits. This is Alice in Wonderland by Tim Burton,
0: uh, the Johnny Depp one.
1: Yes, um, because he into in my opinion, and again, I am I am such an expert at this story. Between Alice in Wonderland and the wonderful journeys of Sherlock Holmes, uh, two of my absolute favorite stories. Um, Alice in Wonderland, I, I have done this on stage. I have twisted this. It is one of my absolute favorite video games uh, in American McGee's uh, Re- uh, Return to Madness uh, in which Alice comes back to Wonderland and they proceed to try to kill her. Uh, and it is very twisted. It is so good. And getting ready to spawn the third and uh, the trilogy of video games. Um, it is something about, and I think what it is, it's the color palette that Tim Burton uses uh, in his version Very of right. Alice in Wonderland and into the Looking Glass as well. Um, that is something that the blues are, are it's so powder blue that mm-hmm. it's, it, it just, it, it's beautiful, look mm-hmm. at the color palette he uses. Uh, Helena Bottom Carter is the Queen of Hearts. Is is just so hilarious with her big head, huge um, Crispin Glover um, is the name of hearts. Um, I mean, it's Crispin Glover.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, I think I'm there.
1: And all of his, uh, we'll say, uniqueness.
0: Very, very um, unique.
1: Yes. Any thoughts on Alice in Wonderland?
0: I've never seen the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderlands. I'm just sitting here nodding along, giving you support, really? and I've never seen them. No. I prefer.
2: The old school, the
1: old school. Alice in Wonderland. Old ones, that one's now, fine too. One, yeah, because I mean, they're, they're the there's the Disney there's one. There's really, there's really. I mean, they're all Disney, mm-hmm. and they're yeah. on iteration. I mean, the original one was done by ABC, which is a Disney property, and then Disney did it as a cartoon, and then Tim Burton did it as a live action under Disney. Or, or yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. which one for you, Jared?
2: Ah, uh, the 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 OG cartoon. Gotcha. The, the ABC. I don't know. Like Tim Burton. I don't want to call it scary because it's not really scary, but like the, the way he exaggerates everything, I will give you the color palette was astonishing. Like the colors popped, it blended, like it just you could tell that there was mm, just, it was attention to detail was on point, but just that, I, I mean like a live action true to form of what the OG film was kind of goes a little over the top,
1: you know? Uh, um, uh, so. I will agree. The, the cartoon was was perfect. It's a a great story, and I'll even give it to the original ABC production. Whoopi Goldberg as the Caterpillar was just just awesome. Uh, All of the stars and celebrities that were in the original uh, television production of it it is great. It's, again, something that takes me back to my childhood, but this is something that I grew up with uh, in the story of Alice in Wonderland, but I appreciate it more as an adult, and so that's why I say I go with the Tim Burton version of it. Uh, yeah. It is a dark story, um, very much so. But I mean, this is this is a story that it has spun movies like The Matrix, um, with all of the Alice in Wonderland references down the yeah. rabbit hole, and, and you know the twins, the, uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Um,
0: I assume that's yeah. the reason why the main character in the new Matrix was called Bugs because it involved a rabbit. Yeah, going down the rabbit hole.
2: Yeah.
1: So that is my number four, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, Jared, what is your number quattro? Uh, it's got Hugh Jackman
2: in it, actually. Uh, Hugh Jackman is a bounty hunter. Uh, he is Van Helsing. Nice. Um, I, I just thought it was unique how Hugh Jackman kind of branched out. Like, I didn't really expect to see him in the movie uh, you know, and then all kit, I was like, all right, I'll watch it with Hugh Jackman. And it's uh, Van Helsing. I kind of knew the story. I've kind of seen some of the cartoons. I've read some of the comics. And I was just like, okay, this is really kind of cool. And like, I like how he was faking it the entire time. And then a town's like, oh, no. Hey, by the way, yeah, no, this is real. And it's, uh, yeah, you got to go ahead and take care of it now. And he turned out to be a, a vampire hunter. I so figured it out. Or not a vampire, but a. Most vampires, oh, okay.
0: But well, they recalled something. Mm. I remember seeing this movie, yeah. but I don't remember it very well.
2: Yeah, it was it was one of those blips it had that, that
0: saturated was... color that a lot of these movies, like Hansel and Gretel, and mm-hmm. you know, those like like yeah. lower budget fantasy movies, kind of had that. Just that that I don't know what you call it, but it had like a layer over all the colors, or everything looked like it was in a computer, basically. Oh. But the movie seemed fine. I mean, yeah, Hugh Jackman is super charming. And yeah. he's a great action star. It,
2: it just it it kind of it, it almost felt like it was at it, it was good enough to watch a few times and it just mm-hmm. I liked it because it's I mean Hugh Jackman, we all know him as Wolverine. You know, Correct. we we all know him for his beautiful singing voices and, and 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 kind of all the musicals that he does. And he's like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and play Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's kind of cool, big guy. Let's let's see what happens, let's see what goes on. So Van Helsing was was a nice little uh a nice little uh why are words so difficult today? I swear I was doing this at work, but I would get tongue cut. I, I, a, a nice little adventure on out. Adventure. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> An adventure for, for him to go. Wow. It's just not working today, guys. It's just, it's right. not working at all. We <laughs> could did. let
0: you, we could let you reboot.
2: <laughs> go ahead. I wish there was just a reset button. Just, oh, yeah. there we go. Windows to, reset. Try
0: Try blowing on the desk and then put it back in.
2: I I could you, take a step outside. A it's like. from the past yeah it's like negative three outside there we go we could tr- i could try that try, try hey, yeah, same thing up
0: it. here in minnesota yeah into the yeah. negative 20s this week dash ah. you know what negative 20 feels like on your skin you ever felt that before
1: yeah like uh a couple hours ago when i went outside of smoke i was like no oh. i'm
0: pretty yeah, sure he's... it wasn't a t- negative 20 degrees
1: it was 20 maybe not even positive yeah. 20 degrees it's yeah, like exactly 40 50 degrees right now exactly. we're supposed to, we're supposed to uh, get some precipitation tonight. Oh,
2: oh no! How are you gonna survive?
1: Do I know you can't
2: see, but half my windows are frost—like yeah. legit frost. And but then again, I live in
1: a trailer that bleeds heat, and oh, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but I got a refrigerator, and that top part frosty.
0: Well, you see here in Minnesota, you can keep all your frozen food outside in the snow. You have all sorts of extra freezer space up here. Works really well.
2: Not if you have raccoons and, oh. and deer and fox that live near you. But you have yeah. to, like,
0: cover it up. Yeah, I mean, northern Minnesota, you just leave the, the ice cream outside. They don't get in it.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I did that one year. My my fr- my fridge and freezer went out, and uh, they're like, well, it's going to be a couple days. And then we were like, oh, okay. So we just basically just kind of stored it all outside. It was nice to pack it in all the snow. It was interesting. That that's weird. what I'm
0: doing after the show. Actually, is cleaning out a freezer that stopped working.
2: <laughs> which it
0: would have been better if I'd had the door open, and it would have been colder uh, with the air outside. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of colder than the air outside, and actually, that's a terrible segue. I'll yeah. go to my uh, I'll go to my number four, which uh, is a very very well known story, a very classic. It's inspired basically every film that's come after it in one way or the other. This is one of the very first movies to be in color, very beautiful Technicolor, about a young girl who's upset because her dog has bitten a neighbor, and now that neighbor has come to have that dog put down. She runs away, Uh, she meets up with a fortune teller, who we'll meet again in the story, uh, who pretends to tell her her future, but suddenly they're beset uh, by a tornado, and Dorothy wakes up in the magical land of oz this is the wizard of oz can't have a fantasy list without the wizard of oz on it somewhere i mean come on i, I mean put,
1: i was gonna put this on my list and i was like nah Stephanie definitely got this one of course I'm gonna,
0: <laughs> i mean you talk about the minnesota girl judy garland starring in this one from the iron hills up in northern minnesota um just what a voice! Uh, originally it was supposed to be Shirley Temple as as the part, they had to really fight. Uh, Judy had to really fight to get that part. Um, I mean, it's just a—it's very different from the book, which I've talked about in a, on prior shows. Very different from the actual book, the Frank Elbaum uh, uh, book. But uh, all the same characters: the Wicked Witch of the West, the Wicked Witch of the East. Who gets a house dropped on her? The ruby slippers, the scarecrow, the Tin Man, the Lion. I mean, just all iconic. It's not much I need to say about this movie is everyone. And it's also yes, if you match it up with Dark Side of the Moon, it does become Dark Side of the Rainbow. So definitely try that Pink Floyd trick. Play the Dark Side of the Moon as you start and then as the doors open up to Oz and Technicolor comes out, Money starts playing. So it's quite perfect. So, I'm assuming you guys have both seen the Wizard of Oz. You yeah, that, right? I
2: don't know what movie you're talking about. I've never yeah, heard of this before. Was it really the first movie that was in color?
0: One of the first. Oh, yeah,
2: one of oh. the first.
0: Yeah. yeah, one of the first. Yeah, Gone with the Wind was also in color. I mean, The Jazz Singer think, is the first movie with sound, but yeah, Wizard
1: of Oz. Was Wizard much. of Oz was the first movie to display the words in Technicolor.
0: In Technicolor, is I that think correct? that okay. was
1: the first movie to say that.
0: Okay. Okay. Because The Gone with the Wind is the same year, 1939, yeah. um, and that – Gone with the Wind is what actually won the Best Picture Oscar that year. Wizard of Oz was nominated, um, but they are both in color. So I didn't know which, which one was Technicolor, but it's lovely. Uh, I am, I'm tempted to sing the song, but I, uh, I won't. So we can move on to the next selection, which would be number three. Dash, take us to your top three.
1: Uh, well, Dash is moving back to television. Okay. Uh, this show uh can be found on netflix Mm. uh in my opinion the show that launched netflix to a whole nother level over hulu amazon Mm. prime or any other streaming service uh this show holds a near and dear place in my heart um for many many reasons uh one of which the creators of this show are from durham where Mm. i'm from okay um not only that, anytime you saw an overhead shot uh, of cars driving and you saw the woods and everything, that is right down the road from where I live right now. Really? I'm speaking of the journey that is 11. This is Stranger Things.
0: Okay.
1: Um, the Duffer Brothers uh, went to school just right down the road here from where I live uh durham is known as the upside down oh uh, because that is where the duffer brothers are from uh they there's a show on netflix that would come on afterwards kind of like the walking dead the talking dead this was beyond stranger things where the duffer brothers and uh sean levy uh, who directed most of the episodes on and uh throughout the uh the series um that's where they have gone you know Durham is the upside down pretty much. And so I have have a shirt. If you ever see me where my Durham was. I've,
0: I've, I noticed that you had that shirt and I was yeah. like, that looks like stranger things font
1: or this one palace arcade Hawkins, Indiana. I have many, many shirts and hoodies and, uh, for stranger things. I have all my pop figures of stranger things. Nice. Um, yeah, it is, it is, it is one of my absolute favorite shows. Um,
0: I've only seen the first season. I keep really, meaning to go back and finish oh, season two season and three. The one. You think so? Hey, I mean, okay. First season I is
1: good. That. First season is good. I, l- I love the first is, season. Second season is better, in my opinion. Uh, it gets more 80s. And oh, I think really? that's what what drew it in for me is because okay. it is so attached to because this this show takes place during the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, I mean, you not only have Winona Ryder, who is, yeah. I mean, claimed a fame with Heathers, which is arguably one of the greatest 80s movies ever. Uh, but you have... Um, uh what's what's his name David sam harper oh. sam from you know lord of the rings uh oh you he, mean sean
0: astin yeah uh, sean, sean astin Aston shows
1: is up on the show uh is in the movie uh there are there are very many references to ghostbusters et uh but se- second season is by far the best uh okay. because you do get the demon dogs and everything and they are Ooh, quite evil. Cool. yeah really good okay. show uh season four is getting ready to uh, start here soon very excited yeah. because of David Harbour, you know, both him uh, both him and Millie Bobby Brown went off to do Godzilla versus Kong and Black Widow and everything, so with everybody- Hellboy. Uh, <laughs> Hellboy, and then you had Ben Wolfhardt doing Ghostbusters, Afterlife. Everybody's kind of been doing their own projects and stuff, taking a break, but we left on a cliffhanger pretty much finding out- uh, uh, mm. Uh, Hopper's character. Some what stuff happened to him, yeah. So. Some things.
0: Some things happen. Spoilers. Things yeah, happened.
1: Things happen. So, but yeah, my number three. uh my heart. Stranger 11. Things. Stranger Things. Love
0: it. Nice Stranger.
2: Right, what is you didn't think it, it was coming on this list, did you? You didn't see it coming.
0: Yeah, no, yeah,
2: you know what it is. You know what it is. You said I can't do it, it will be done. It is a fantasy movie through and through Zootopia. If you don't know the inside joke, go watch the past episodes, you will giggle with it. Yes, please do. Um, Zoopotopia, I mean, the Breaking Bad reference, the just everything about it is just it's great, it's star studded talent. I can't talk enough about the 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 the, the movie now that I've brought it up a few times. Dash is very upset. Do you want me to stop doing it? Or- no, I no. don't. <laughs> I do, but I don't. <laughs> just let's see how long Jared can keep this up. Yeah. Uh, Zootopia. It's just, I mean, it, 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 it's a mix of like a lot of different movies. You know, like I think it's just, it's great. There's mm-hmm. just so much about it that is great. And I, I know that there's a lot of fan fiction out there about Judy Hops and uh, Jason Bateman's uh, Fox character getting together. And I just think it's cute how it wasn't really technically a love story, but it was more of a cool kind of buddy cop thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that. Like, um, yeah. And it's so fantasy
0: not- in that animals can't really be cops.
2: What, Talk. <laughs> 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 Look, Mr. Blue Nibbles Third. he will say
1: some stuff. He can say some things, so animals can't talk. I'm going to break you the, the week that I go, hey, next week. We're doing top 10 live action movies and TV.
0: You can't pick anything animated. Oh my
1: goodness. I know. We'll have to We'll have to break the cycle.
2: So Dash, it is up to you to see how long we can keep it up. I'm not going to spend any more time on Zootopia. You guys know it. I know it. Everyone knows it. Stephanie, what's your number, Trace? You know it.
0: I know it. The American people know it. Um, you mentioned uh, Zootopia has a lot of fan fiction. Well, if we talk about shows that have a lot of fan fiction going on, in certain particular realms of fan fiction. This is the story of a mighty hero, a mighty princess forged in the heat of battle. Uh, Her courage will change the world. It is the story of the Great One. We don't know if she ever really existed, but she's definitely drawn off a few Greek myths uh, that, uh, that survive. This is the lovely tv show of xena the warrior princess and so we talked earlier about you know shows rarely does the spin-off ever exceed its original show well as people may or may not know xena started as an offshoot of hercules the legendary journeys there was a, an episode called the warrior princess where uh, xena uh tries to um well, does actually romance Eolus Hercules' sidekick, to get closer to Hercules so she could kill him and regain some of her honor? Well, she was so she was supposed to to die originally in that arc on Hercules, but she was such. So, so popular when she first premiered, when that episode first premiered, that they decided to make the spin-off series of Xena the Warrior Princess. Talk about an awesome fantasy. I mean, you've got Bruce Campbell showing up as the King of Thieves, Autolycus. I mean, the chemistry between him and Lucy Lawless is just hilarious all the time. You had... Um, I mean, you had Carl Urban, this was kind of the first big breakthrough for Carl Urban, where he played a few characters on Xena but most notably played Julius Caesar who has a romance with Xena uh, that goes several strange places as the story kind of weaves through it was from 95 to 2001 it was the most popular syndicated show it beat out baywatch it beat out star trek the next generation and it beat out hercules which kevin sorbo was never very happy about and the two of them do not get along whatsoever if you don't know about that look up kevin sorbo lucy lawless twitter feud yes uh kevin sorbo has said quite a few incendiary things about lucy lawless so Sorry, Herc. I don't care that you're from Minnesota. Don't try to take on my warrior princess. Um, but the show is super fun. A lot of the characters we end up seeing in other, you know, it was this, this and Hercules were the show that really put New Zealand on the map tourism wise. And we'll talk more about New Zealand shortly, which I'm sure surprises nobody. Um, but New Zealand really was the star the, the landscape <laughs> of New Zealand is definitely the star of the show. The monsters I try to think about why I liked The Witcher. I mean, we talked about this in our Witcher review, Jared. That I liked The Witcher because I liked Xena. It's kind of the same sort of a B movie, campy monster, um, you know, sword and sorcery. There's gods. Ares is a big, big part in the show, and he's quite good looking, um, or he was quite good looking. He's, he's passed unfortunately, but the show is amazing. I love the show. That's all I got to say. Zena, the warrior princess.
2: I think it's adorable how Xena's got that sidekick. and Gabrielle? A, yeah, yeah, speaking yeah. of
0: fan fiction, yeah. There's a whole line about Xena and Gabrielle. And in the I, last episodes, they do make it a little more cut and dry, their relationship. I, I
2: knew it. There's a, there's a Reddit feed called Sephora and her friend where they're like, oh, she lived with her best friend for 40 years. And it's like, yeah, you're not that dumb and yeah, naive, are you? <laughs> I, I, I knew they, from like the-
0: they had male lovers in the show, so very fluid. Yeah.
2: Very fluid. I just thought it was dope that, like, because that was one of the things that my dad actually introduced me to was mm-hmm. Hercules, and then Zena was the thing, and my dad used to watch Xena, and I was yeah. like, this, this is amazing. And I'm so glad I didn't pick half of these, because mm-hmm. hearing you guys talk about how passionate and how awesome you are about these, this is what I like about this podcast, is that you guys... Our I mean Stephanie, the, the passion that you talk about with some of these Dash, your David or Dash, your David Bowie, you know, Rant. It just you guys love these, and that's why I love you guys so much. It's so dope. It's so mm-hmm. great to sit here and be able to listen to you guys. So
0: I could I talk hope the audience for, likes it. <laughs> I could talk for quite a while about Zena. I mean, another fun fact that Zoe Bell, who now is starring in Quentin Tarantino movies, I mentioned uh I might might have mentioned uh, there's a great documentary called Double Dare that kind of shows a little bit of her time. She was Lucy Lawless's stunt double on Xena. Really? So I thought yeah. she kind of got her career. She's a gymnast and all sorts of stuff. Um but yeah, so she was Xena, she's been the bride, she's been several other and now she's Zoe Bell. Um a lot of great actors came out of Xena and Hercules. A lot of a lot of production from Xena and Hercules that got uh moved over and reproduced for another movie we're going to talk about very soon, which again, spoilers um but it's no spoilers co-
2: stephanie the,
0: the show yeah exactly the show was so hugely popular that Zena's costume hangs in the smithsonian
2: that's so. so awesome
0: she's the greatest and the chakram's really cool i always wanted a chakram but i had, don't have a chakram dash did you ever watch Xena and hercules no
1: wow there were
0: no elves
1: no it is what lots of be. camping though lots of yeah. camping <laughs> that's what it was i wasn't like yeah
0: they're always camping never we're always sleeping outside the
1: city oh get in a car
0: <laughs> you see cities back back then in greece i mean they're big sprawling dirty thing. they want to sleep outside where it's peaceful I
1: don't get in a car
0: <laughs> They don't have cars <laughs> she's got her her horse all right so that was my number three so we're going into your top two dash start us off
1: my number two Also comes to us from Netflix.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, Another show uh, that just brought them even more money from Stranger Things uh, into this show. Um, This show begins very abruptly uh, with a uh, girl and a boy. And they're making googly eyes at each other. And she jumps in the pool And 20 seconds later, she's pregnant and giving birth. I'm sorry, wait, what? The weird part about that is so did so many other women that day give birth. The weird part is none of them were pregnant at the beginning of the day. Uh, Soon after, a man went around and rounded up as many of these children as can be, would pay for these children to keep an eye on them, because he thought that these children were special, these children would eventually grow up and be a part of the Umbrella Academy. Ah,
0: yep. I've seen
1: as we one episode. Klaus.
0: Nice. Um, I've seen one episode entire of the line
1: show of that of those pops for both seasons. Um, this was just an incredible, just a weird, wild story uh, uh, about. Uh, a girl who who could make you do things because she heard a rumor and she would whisper it she could make you punch yourself in the face there was yeah. uh, there was an ape boy then you know that, that lived on the moon uh you had uh vanya who eventually became the white violin uh you have a uh, a boy who can uh, time travel and jump between space and time um you have the, the wonderful cult leader that is Klaus, and then you have Diego as well, the knife expert. Um, it will be interesting to see how things go in season three, Yeah, now up. that uh, we have Elliot Page uh, oh, yeah. as a part of the cast. And um, I'm super excited, because now we get the Sparrow Academy, uh, mm. which is uh, the title for season three. It was just announced not that long ago that we have the cast and everything, and uh, production has begun. I'm not sure if it's wrapped already and everything. Uh, we've, already, we've already gotten promo stuff for the Umbrella Academy Season 3, and I'm super excited it, because it it's an run. amazing show. Uh, the the trailer
0: looked really cool. I looked at the trailer for Season 3. I'm like, wow, man, I should be watching this show. This looks really cool.
1: It's um, The first season revolved around the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, season 2 revolved around the assassination of JFK. Uh, and the Cuba, Cuban Missile Crisis and everything. Um, yeah. Uh, season three, we bring in the Sparrow Academy, uh, which, funny enough, is, if I'm not mistaken, it is was being written still at the same time as the show was being done. Uh, <laughs> anybody who knows me, <clears throat> I'm a big My Chemical Romance fan. Gerard Way, who is the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, is the co-creator of uh, the Umbrella Academy. He is really? The- he was the writer for the show. Uh, wow. He wrote all the comics, all the graphic novels, kind of stuff like that, uh, and was co-writer um, on the screenplay for the show. Oh, very, nice. very great show. So you said you only saw a couple episodes? I've
0: only seen the first episode. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh, wow, this looks really cool. And j- I just don't know why, having gone back again, just the cues of, of things to watch on Netflix is very deep. But, yeah, the show looks really cool.
1: Definitely, Jared. Have you seen Umbrella Academy? I've seen the the previews, and that was about it. Definitely, yeah. not, I'm telling you. Season one is really good. Season two is amazing. Okay. And you would think Apocalypse versus just the JFK assassination. There's so much that went into the JFK assassination, as many mm-hmm. people don't know, you know, <laughs> uh that is under wraps and everything. But what we don't know was able to create such a great storyline of uh, uh, of, of what our minds can imagine that mm. they created for the show. I mean, at one point we meet an executive that has a head that is literally just a fish tank with a goldfish in it. This nice. Thing, it's very it's very weird. Wow. Yeah. Sounds
0: like sounds like the level of weirdness from Doom Patrol. People have said Doom Patrol very is much. that level of weirdness.
1: Very much. Yes. Okay. Cool. But just a lot better written.
0: Okay. Yeah, I've never seen Doom Patrol either. So Great actor.
1: Elliot Page is just, she's, her her character, I'll say her character because her character is Vanya Mm in the first two seasons as the white violin um, is, it's so, it's such a deep character. It really Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of the stuff that they all struggle with, whether it be, you know, We have the ape boy who lives on the moon and comes back to Earth for his father's uh, funeral and everything, and it's – he deals with acceptance. He never Mm -hmm. felt accepted uh, from his father. Um, Or being Vanya, who – she's the only one who doesn't have a power
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and not feeling accepted that way, that she was always left out of, of the group. So it's mm-hmm. a, it's a, on, on the surface, it's like, oh, it's a bunch of superheroes. Like we have that with Iron Man and on the Avengers and stuff like that, but it's a different. Mm. Deeper. Yeah. Very deep. Okay. That is my number two, Jared. um I'm pulling
2: a dash here. Actually. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to flip uh, num- my number one and number two, uh, oh. number two, I'm going to go ahead and actually uh, the Witcher, just the, the Witcher season is it's just the, the show itself, I, I tried to play the, like I said, I, I watched season one, was blown away by Henry Cavill, just blown away by Jennifer. the mm. stories intersecting, just everything coming together. And then season two just exploded out of the canon, telling better and better stories. And I just, I just couldn't get over it. Tried to play the video games, couldn't do the video games. It's like, all right, cool, we're just going to stick with it, just stick with the, the show And just the way that they tell the story, the way that they hook you, and I mean, we talked about it enough, Stephanie, and you know, in our episode before. It just, if you're a fan of the fantasy worlds and everything else like that, it'll just grab you by the, you know, grab you by the chin strap and just go, yep, get in there, go for Mm -hmm. it, have fun with it, enjoy what we're about to tell you. So, my number two, The Witcher series.
0: Oh, Henry Cavill, such a great pick for Geralt of Rivia. Uh, I mean. That's really what makes the show and plus his sword work is so good in the show he's i mean that first fight in the first season when he becomes the butcher of blaviken that fight is Mm -hmm. brutal brutal amazing so good such great choreography yeah i mean i just mentioned it when i mentioned xena It's why i love the witcher it's it's the xena and hercules of this like dark fantasy world it's awesome
2: Yeah. I'm surprised it hasn't hit up on your list yet, Stephanie. So that's why I was like, you know what? Uh, My number two was a childhood dream, uh, was a childhood that, you know, a movie that really shaped my childhood. And so I was like, you know what? That Mm -hmm. probably deserves to be number one. Yeah. So yeah. The the Witcher, I I just, I just, I can't speak enough about it. He just, he he embodies Geralt so well. He does. You know? He does, and very much. It's it's awesome. The, his knowledge, the, his geekdom, just everything about him just exudes somebody that you, you're you like, really? You're a nerd like that? That's great. It's mm-hmm. awesome. But you want somebody like that who plays those characters because they can go, hey, what if I did this from blah, 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 blah. Oh, that would work with us. And you're just like, dude, just, mm-hmm. just make everything else. <laughs> <Just> yeah. Can-
0: <laughs> Please, yeah. Cast Henry Cavill and everything else. I will go yeah. see it.
2: Yeah. So that was oh, my that Henry Cavill. Was, that was right. dows.
0: Awesome. Awesome pick. Um my second pick, my number 2 pick uh is a very very different story than anything we've talked about. Well, I mean it's the same but different, but it's a different realm of dark fantasy. This comes out of Japan, so it is an anime. Um this is adapted from a very very popular manga. The story follows the young brothers of Edward and Alphonse Elric. Who live in the country of Amestris? Their father, Hohenheim, is a gifted alchemist, uh, but he abandoned their family when they were young. The boys uh, sought to teach themselves alchemy using their father's uh, teachings and writings. Um, but shortly, their their mother dies. After that point, they go to study with a another master to learn alchemy. They try to learn the laws of alchemy in an equivalent exchange where you can. Um, take like the similar amount of elements uh, and transform them into other things. That's what alchemy typically is in this world. They think that they are good enough alchemists and uh, know the ritual well enough to try a forbidden ritual called human alchemy, where they attempt to bring their mother back using the equivalent exchange of the raw materials that make up a human body, try to exchange those and make her body, bringing her soul from the other side that ritual goes very, very horribly and their bodies uh, are left decimated as a result. This is the wonderful story that is the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So the brothers, two versions of Full Metal Alchemist. There's the one that originally uh, aired and then this Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is much, much closer to the original uh, manga, uh, which is by Hiromu Arakawa, if I say that name correctly. I bless you. Um, Have you guys watched the show at all? Full Metal Alchemist? We've seen it on... Animation, yeah, Funimation, Toonami, and all that. people That's where I first caught it, was uh, late-night animation. I'm like, what is this show? This is awesome. Because I grew up loving things like Ronin Warriors, and old anime, Inuyasha, and and fun anime like that. And this, we finally bought all of the episodes. It was about 64 episodes in total for the Full Metal Alchemist. And uh, for, for Brotherhood, excuse me. And just the the ending on the show is so deeply satisfying. One of the most satisfying experiences of story craft that I've experienced, I mean, ever, ever. Um, The animation is very cool. The, The battle scenes are very cool as they're using alchemy um, Edward, because of this ritual that they did, he's able to cast alchemy without drawing an actual uh, alchemist circle, which is a big thing. We learn about the philosopher's stone and what it takes to build a philosopher's stone. If you use the law of equivalent exchange, what that stone actually is, is quite horrific. Um, you find out the plot of a mistress being controlled by this shadow organization of homunculi uh, that are constructed humans uh, that have been like created with alchemy, but uh, they have a a philosopher's stone in their chest. They're not really humans. It's just cool. There's cool characters, Colonel Roy, Mustang. We've got uh, the homunculi are named after the deadly sins. You've got envy, greed, lust, sloth, uh, gluttony. You meet Hawkeye. You meet Father Cornello, who's a crazy character you meet along the way. And just a huge number of characters. And every single one of those characters have a part to play in the finale. It's it's so satisfying. If you guys haven't seen this, this series, oh God, it's, it's so good. It's so, so good.
2: I've seen it. It's it's great. It, it was part of the the tsunami, you know, the Dragon Ball Z, the Ghost in the Shell, just all those just like little cartoons that would like I would run home from school and watch mm-hmm. me some dragon, like Dragon Ball Z premiered like 10, 15 minutes after I got home. If I ran home, I got, you know, I, I could get my snack I could go to the bathroom. I could sit down, turn on the TV. Dragon Ball Z was turning on Ghost in the Shell was after that, you know, Full Metal Alchemist and just all those crazy cool shows okay. that would come on right after school. And that would be like my ritual after school is to watch a couple of those.
0: Now see that Full Metal Alchemist that you're talking about, that is, so that's close to the original manga and that came out a little bit before, I think 2009 is when Brotherhood came out. Mm -hmm. So the ending in that version of Full Metal is different than Brotherhood. So if you haven't seen Brotherhood, you have to maybe check and see which one you actually saw, but the ending of Brotherhood is very different from the original, what was called Full Metal Alchemist.
2: The one brother's in the suit of armor that entire time, right?
0: uh his soul is his soul is trapped to the armor yeah that's that's the same in both stories yeah
2: okay yeah But the ending Um,
0: of how it resolves is different
2: yeah i don't think i ever finished them because i know that like uh because like when i stopped watching toonami was right around the frieza saga Mm -hmm. when they were in like the four or five power-up episodes i was like all right this is a little ridiculous and so then i kind of discovered football and life outside and what it was like to exercise and not be Boring. a fat kid. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's kind of where I was like, all right, let, let's, let's, and that was the end of my tsunami series. So, okay.
0: Well, yeah. all the episodes are on Netflix, and if you can't catch them all on Netflix, you can also watch on Crunchyroll, which is the anime streaming service, which you can also watch things like Attack on Titan, which is another great anime. But Yeah. And Demon Slayer and all sorts of fun stuff, which aren't on my list, but great shows. So that was it. Film Alchemist, number, number two. So we're going to Dash and your honorable mentions.
1: Yeah, definitely mentions. Uh, mentions. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight.
0: One, two, 2, 3, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12.
1: 12. Um, well, we just aged ourselves a little bit. Yeah, we did. <laughs> a lot a bit. Uh, yeah, so uh, just to quickly run down, uh, originally I did have Supernatural as my honorable mention, but as I say, with my honorable mentions, as soon as one has been named, it has been taken off, as uh, has Willow been taken off of my honorable mention. Oh, well, I stole uh, them. Yes. Uh, Westworld is on my honorable mentions. The oh, series... Yeah. Uh, big fan of the show, uh, The Man in the High Castle. Uh, Ooh, if yeah. you've never seen that, it is an amazing, amazing show. Uh, Edward's H- Edward Scissorhands, which we had mentioned uh, during the holiday episode. Uh, the Dark Crystal uh, is part oh, of yeah. my honorable mentions. Uh, the, sh- the movie Big with Tom Hanks oh, yeah. uh, is on here. Uh, the 80s classic Masters of the Universe uh, is yep. on my list. Um and the controversial one that I will say that the readers of the book uh, versus the watchers of the movie Ready Player One mm. is on my list. I am a big fan of the movie, only probably okay. because I've never read the books. Yeah, um, and and I'll give that one to you. So it's it is on my list, though. I do enjoy the movie, uh, case uh, was well, a large part because of the music of it. Okay, uh, that will that will come back up again. Uh, but my uh, my honorable mention goes to a movie starring a cast, really, of four people. There are other people in the movie, uh, but this comes down to Breckenmeyer, Leab Schreiber, Meg Ryan, and the man that we have mentioned earlier, uh, Hugh Jackman. This is Kate and Leopold.
0: I had this on my honorable mentions list. Awesome. Good pick.
1: Kate and Leopold. If you've never seen it, Jared, have you? Nope. It is oh, a rom-com, so but it is a time travel movie. Uh, Leo Schreiber, Leo Schreiber is trying to find uh, pretty much a, a tear in the space time continuum and jumps to before the Brooklyn Bridge has been built and runs into K uh, into Leopold. Uh, and he ends up following him back into modern times and falls in love with Meg Ryan. Uh, plays uh, his uh, Meg Ryan's brother, uh, a very 90s actor. Uh, out of Clueless and other movies, such like Go again coming up. One of my absolute mm-hmm. favorite movies. Uh, it is a it is a wonderful wonderful movie about a man out of time and who can sell butter like nobody's business. Uh, his commercial skills in that movie are hilarious to me when he's trying to sell butter. <sighs> So that is my honorable mention, Kate Leopold, such a wonderful, wonderful movie.
0: It's such a charming movie. Like, really I so. mean, the rom-com as a genre kind of getting flipped on its head a little bit. No. It, when it when it's tr- like it feels genuine, even though with the weird abstract of him being from the past and all that, the, the chemistry between those two ah, no. makes that movie it's such a good movie. It's a great pick.
2: Wait, is is Hugh Jackman the guy who travels back into the future or yeah. travels to the future? He's from
0: the past, yeah. Travels to the, the future, past. yeah. So he gets to wear like tall cravats and these great looking oh. costumes. So
2: is it set in like New York or something? Yeah. yeah. Yep.
1: Oh, I think I may have actually seen this then. Yeah, they it's live in an apartment bit. building. There's wackiness ensues of him trying to walk the dog, and
2: mm-hmm. uh, oh, I, I think scene. I've seen it. Then. That's a good scene. Yeah,
1: and it just it literally just hit me that that is a fantasy movie essentially Wolverine and Sabretooth uh from the origins movie <laughs> That's true <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's one oh, of their stories it's an origin uh, or, it's one of the origins yeah, yeah one of the origin, totally origins Hit me i was like they were in origins together
0: mm-hmm.
1: all right jared what is your honorable mention uh so uh, with, with with how i kind of mentioned earlier
2: fantasy films often uh involve an element of magic myth wonder esca- escapism and the extraordinary um, my honorable mention goes to, I guess we'll just call it out there, but like uh, Star Trek and Stargate. Uh, um, those, are, those are kind of the two honorable mentions that I have. I'm going to have to pick Star, Stargate over everything. Um, th- this, was, this was the first iteration of my dad uh, letting me stay up late to watch a, a TV show. You know, During the week, he, he had his shows that would come on and he'd just be like, go to bed. And one day I remember I came out and I was like, what are you watching man? He's like, oh, it's Stargate. Uh, and, you know, we started to watch it and I kind of learned about everybody, you know, uh, the Lieutenant Colonel, uh, that guy who's he, like, and the, MacGyver. the yeah, MacGyver, yeah, MacGyver. And just, I remember staying up late, watching it with my dad all the time. And it didn't matter what day of the week it was. It didn't matter if it was rerun. It didn't matter what it was. I got to stay up late and spend time with my dad. And this was like my first journey into you know the the fantasy world and it was great mm-hmm. it was fantastical and i think that's half the reason why when firefly came out i was like i'm on that you know i am on that so fast and mm-hmm. so to my dad for allowing me to stay up late and watch video uh, you know watch these movies and these tv shows that's probably why i didn't do it so good in school but you know what yeah. i got to spend some time with my dad and i loved it
0: so. yeah what's more important at the end of the day really yeah. i mean none of those none of those grades mean crap sorry kids they mean <laughs> nope, nothing
2: I was a CD student in high school and somehow I was getting A's in high, in, in college, which was really weird to see. Cause yeah. I remember my first report card, they're like, Hey, you're doing great, Jared. It's like, I'm not doing anything special. They're like, Yeah, you're doing the work. That's half of it. It's like, Oh, okay. This is weird. School I was thought, weird.
0: I thought knowing was half the battle.
2: Knowing is half the battle.
1: Yo, Joe. G-I-J-O. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> stephanie let's uh let's move on from my my hokey uh honorable mention let's let's go forward
0: well there's gonna be some hokeyness going on i too am like dash and that i have sent center- several honorable mentions uh one of them i've already mentioned earlier which is the mighty Morphin power rangers i loved that show as a kid that was my show up until the point where like you know aisha and the you know the replacements for the uh, yellow and black and blue ranger and Kimberly left, but Tommy came back on as the White Ranger. I love the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, Into the Woods, uh, if we're going to talk about some Steven Sondheim, a wonderful Into the Woods adaptation with Meryl Streep as the witch and James Corden. I thought that was great. Uh, Dota Dragon's Blood, which is based on Defense of the Ancients, the game. That anime is very, very good. Uh, Legend of the Seeker, which is another Xena, Hercules, try to rip off based on the uh, Sword of Truth uh, novel series, which is Ayn Rand in the fantasy world, uh, make of that what you will. It's a cool show though. Uh, the Golden Compass, uh, the movie originally based on the His Dark Materials, which I like Golden Compass better. I think those characters, Daniel Craig and Nicole Kidman, fit those roles better. Attack on Titan, which is i mentioned before. Star Wars, technically a fantasy movie, I didn't put it on my list because it's more of a space whatever to me. Uh, Jumanji, uh, Game of Thrones. I have Masters of Masters of the Universe on my list as well. I have Charmed. As a honorable mention, uh, one of the greatest shows of the 90s and 2000s uh, with Shannon Doherty and with uh, the great um, Rose McGowan and uh, Alyssa Milano. Uh, But my um, actual honorable mention, I also have How to Train Your Dragon as a possible honorable mention, but besides the Witcher 3 video game, which I can't really name as a TV or movie, so I won't list it as my honorable mention, my real honorable mention is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I love this movie. Gene Wilder is so wonderful. Uh, I mean, it's a scary rolled doll again, being very scary. Um, this is a great version of it. I like this better than the Johnny Depp version. Uh, people may like that one better. Um, but the original is still the best. The kid getting stuck in the chocolate uh, fountain. Um, violet, you're turning violet. Um, the kid being transported, you know, trying to be teleported from one place to the other, which is really no, fun.
1: Please stop best line in the whole movie oh
0: yeah no please stop like I don't want you yeah like please go hurt yourself get out of here oh such great line delivery by Gene Wilder and then that beautiful song come with me and you'll see in a world of pure imagination beautiful song his singing is so gorgeous Uh, yeah I love that movie Willy Wonka
1: yeah that uh, I, I would definitely go Wilder over Depp yeah. Um, but there's something about Willy Wonka. There's something about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the book. Yeah. It's very similar to me. It's like it's a, a parallel darker. between Alice in Wonderland as well. Sure. Uh, the dark and twistedness of it. Uh, I do prefer Gene Wilder's version. Um, but if we're going to go story, I mean, Johnny Tim Burton's yeah, like pretty, nailed the yeah. story perfectly uh, as the book did. As the book, it's, told I
0: think it's like a book, kind of like a book reader thing. If I hadn't seen the Gene right. Wilder version, maybe I would have felt differently about the Johnny Depp version. But because I love that movie so much, yeah, yeah I was kind of it like was, watching was, the Lion King.
1: It was very weird because, I mean, as as much as we sit here and watch movies and we talk about books that are made into movies, it's eerily, it's 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 one of the closest adaptions really? from a book okay. to film to where it's like. Wow, like you really did everything in that movie. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's weird, but I do prefer Wilder over over Depp.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I've never read the book, so I I don't know which one of those is more accurate. Um, although Christopher, isn't it Christopher Lee? Doesn't he play like his dentist father, his scary dentist father, right? Yeah. Which that's a good touch. I like that. Yep. Won't be the last time we'd mentioned Christopher (laughs) Lee. Spoilers. (laughs) What? So, anyways, my audible mention was that dash. Let's go to your number one.
1: My number one uh, has kind of halfway been mentioned, halfway been mentioned, halfway during uh during this list uh, in kind of a segue of uh, one of Jared's um uh, one of his picks. Uh, yeah. This movie, along with the Neverending Story, The Princess Bride, Labyrinth, uh, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, these are these are all movies that are part of my childhood and and made me and molded me into the the person I am now. Uh, movie wise, uh, if I would have had a best friend uh, like this, people would have asked way too many questions. And I don't understand why those questions weren't asked more in this movie or in this trilogy. This arguably is one of the greatest trilogies of all time. Uh, I'm happy to have this on my list. I am happy to talk about this movie uh, in a way because this is a movie that cannot be remade. It is not able to be remade at least until everybody has passed Mm -hmm. uh, from the original trilogy Uh, but more than any of them. This is the sequel. Uh, This is Back to the Future 2. Ah, Um, at, at a time growing up in the eighties, the future was all the rage of what we talked about as kids, what we're going to be like, you know, we were talking about flying cars and everything. Mm -hmm. And this movie gave us what we wanted to see. I mean, in this movie, they went all the way to the year 2015, which was six years ago. Wow. And I still drove my Volkswagen on the ground today.
0: Lies. All yes, lies. They, all lied, to they <laughs> lied to us. He lied to us.
1: The the weird relationship between Marty and Doc Brown, the age difference, I mean, and
0: I mean
1: it's just very weird. Really nobody mm-hmm. raised any questions. Uh I figured of all people, Mr. Strickland would have have brought up something about that, but never did. He just wanted to let him know that you're never gonna amount to nothing, just like your father mm-hmm. did. You're a slacker. Oh, so
0: mean. Yeah.
1: Um but yeah, more than any, I love the first one. I mean, it was it was a great movie. Uh the third one I thought was amazing as well. But Different. the second one gave us what we wanted, which was a look into the future. Back to the future, mm-hmm. too. Uh my absolute favorite uh franchise that there is. It is
0: just it's a, a great yeah. perf- what, a, what an awesome trilogy, all three of those movies. Michael
1: J. Fox, Christopher <sighs> Lee, Tom Wilson, uh just yeah, Crispin Glover.
0: Have you ever seen the scenes with the original Marty McFly in them? With yeah. the, I think it was Eric, Eric was it Eric, Eric Stoltz? There we go. Uh, uh,
1: he it's is so still different. A, he is still in the movie.
0: Is he? Uh, oh, like the back of his head. Is the he back shot? of
1: his head during yeah. uh, the diner scene in the first movie is oh, he is still right. in there. Uh, I mean, it's as much as you know. Uh, what's her name was was still in the Amazing Spider-Man uh, is MJ. She's in there for one move for one shot, in the back of her head. Um, oh. And The Amazing Spider-Man 2. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> MJ, looking, yeah, looking yeah. at the movie as it is now, could you imagine yeah. Eric Stoltz and Christopher Lloyd? I couldn't. I really couldn't because all I can think of when I think of Eric Stoltz is the mask. Or, yeah. uh, sorry, mask, not the mask.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. he's in the mask?
1: No, all, all I see is him and Cher together, in, you know, and he has the prosthetic on. I can't oh, picture that's him in that right. Yeah, he was in Mad. Oh, I
0: forgot about that movie. Oh, my gosh. It's a
1: great movie, too.
0: Yeah. Um, wow. No, I mean, this is
1: the movie. And then the schedule that Michael J. Fox had to go through while he was still filming Family Ties in the morning. Crazy. At night, he was filming, you know, the first Back to the Future. Was barely getting any sleep except in the car on the way to, you know, each shot or to each show and movie. Was was amazing. Um, And then, of course, I mean, his career took off after that uh, with all the movies, Doc Hollywood, Secret of My Success, which is probably my favorite Michael J. Fox movie. Nice. uh, Other than Back to the Future, of course. But yeah, that is my number one, Back to the Future 2. Jared, what is your number one? Tick tock, tick tock. Who's Mm -hmm. afraid of the big bad clock?
2: Hook Uh. with the late great. Legend himself, Robin Williams, and a man who I didn't even know was in the movie, Dustin Hoffman, as Hook himself. Mm -hmm. I loved everything about this movie from Robin Williams discovering his childhood again, from discovering the children again, the Dustin Hoffman just idolizing Hook and what it is to be just kind of. You can do whatever you want. This is this is your world, and he's just oh Even his sidekick that just it it yeah. it's so good. Schme. It's so smiegel. Uh, no, that's no, smee. That's smeagle Yeah, <laughs> smee. smee. Jesus, Bob Hoskins.
0: Is... Oh, the great Bob Hoskins is smee.
2: Ah, <sighs> oh, my brain Mr. does not smee. want to smee. <laughs> My brain that. Not... Yeah, that would have been a very you.
0: different movie. <laughs>
2: yeah thank you stephanie
0: <laughs> I precious <laughs> I precious
2: <laughs> oh my goodness yeah i just everything about it and it just oh. Oh, oh that mohawk,
1: mohawk how did they so do good. that oh. julia roberts the fingerbell oh I, so I cute know. oh my gosh
0: she's so cute
1: the great glenn close as a as a pirate in the background. Oh
0: that's right. All made oh up my-
1: dressed up like a man. Yeah.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Pulling like a you know a Daniel crazy. Craig in, in, in Star Wars kind of kind of sure. thing. You in know, the
0: background.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh still crazy. I just
2: this this movie was was I remember watching it as a child and I was just like yep yeah, nope that's it I'm done I'm good to go. Um, so, but then again, I count myself. Uh, I, I, I was not fully an adult until I was 22. I was still a child after you know 21 and below. None of I us was, ever
0: really grow up, it's adulthood's a myth.
2: We're yeah, always I, I none was, of us know like,
0: what the hell we're doing.
2: Yeah, I was so young and dumb. It just like I didn't like now we're
0: just old and dumb.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: go from young and dumb to old and dumb.
2: I wake oh. up, stagger so over to my desk, and I pretend to know what I'm doing every day, but yeah, that's just. Adult. I I because I remember when 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 I heard the news about Williams you know and his untimely passing, uh-huh. I remember it was like a week later. I saw I saw something about Hook on YouTube and I was like, you know what, that's it. Downloaded, bought it. it, you know, digitally, and I rewatched it at least a dozen it's times. So
1: since good. Then, so, Ethan Hoffman is so good as as Captain Hook so in that movie. Good, yeah. chewing
0: scenery left and right. It's so yeah. good.
1: It was I,
2: the the one. The one small complaint is that the crocodile was technically dead. And the, I, I remember... But it was a big clock the, tower.
0: Yeah, yeah, the big
2: clock tower. I remember in the movie, he was alive. And, sure. It, but it was cool how but he But this is several
0: years later, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So this yeah. is like old Peter Pan. So It's old
2: Peter Pan. Yeah, but I just kind of makes sense. I like how they made the crocodile just this bigger-than-life croc. And it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, that's how a kid would see a crocodile. You know, mm-hmm. so it just... Mm. Manifique. Just magnifique. Take us away, Stephanie, to yours.
0: Well, do you guys want to take a guess what my number one uh movie on my fantasy list, maybe. Let's see if you can guess from the actors that I name that are in this movie. Uh, let's see here. We've got Mr. Carl Urban, uh, we've got uh Bernard Hill, we've got Miranda Otto, John Noble, David Wenham, Kate Blanchett, Hugo Weaving, Liv, Liv Tyler, Sir Christopher Lee, Brad Duriff, Martin Sakis, John Reese Davies, Ian Holm, Carl Urban, as I said, Sean Bean's greatest death scene, in my personal opinion. Andy Serkis as the Creature Gollum or Smeagol, as you mentioned, the Nazgul of Riding beasts. Ian McKellen, Billy Boy, Dominic Monaghan, Rudy himself, Sean Astin, and the beautiful Elijah Wood as Mr. Frodo Baggins. I mean, come on. Yeah, also there were eagles that ain't nobody's carrier service. And there's a whole reason why the eagles didn't take the ring to Mordor in The Lord of the Rings. Of course, I'm picking The Lord of the Rings as my number one film. This is the movie I know more about than any other film that's ever existed. I know every behind the scenes thing. I know every intricacy of how they made the movie. I know all of the, just, I've seen, watched every commentary of this movie because as I mentioned before on the show, when I was in college and these movies came out, I could not afford cable, but I did have a DVD player. So my study in the background was every iteration of the Lord of the Rings extended edition movies, either with commentary or the behind the scenes documentaries, which are really great, which we've seen now with Peter Jackson making the get back Beatles documentary, uh, that he's a very, very great documentary filmmaker. Um, I mean, I don't know how much I really have to say about this beautiful, wonderful story. Yes, it's not exactly the same as the book, which I also love. you mentioned your dad gave you the love of of, um, Stargate. My mother definitely gave me the love of Lord of the Rings as we drive back and forth to her work, which is a very long trip. She worked a long ways away. Uh, We would always listen to the Lord of the Rings on book tape. And so when the movie actually came out, I get to watch it. my mom like oh my gosh they got the ring rays just look just like the book and Frodo looks just like the book and in Gandalf everything Bag End looks just like Bag End oh my god everything looks the same it was so crazy the set design and the cinematography and everything the special effects I know about the massive um technology that went behind creating all these army of orcs and uriks The Battle of of Helm's Deep is is incredible. The Battle of Pelennor Fields with the elephants charging and the last charge of the Rohirrim and Eowyn versus the Witch King of Angmar. I mean, I love these movies so much. So I could talk about them forever and I won't.
2: (laughs) I do have to ask you one question, Stephanie. Yes. With you knowing everything there is to know about Lord of the Rings. Just about, How sad were you? How sad were you to go... This is as much knowledge as I can take in. I have no this. I know everything there is to know about Lord of the Rings.
0: Well, I know everything there is to know about the Lord of the Rings, the movies. Now, the mm. books, which I have read several times, those I definitely used to. I know quite a bit about them, obviously. Okay. Like, yeah. I've played the Lord of the Rings trivia pursuit. I do pretty well at Lord of the Rings trivia pursuit. Um, I don't know everything about the whole Tolkien world. I have read The Silmarillion. I've obviously read The Hobbit when I was a kid. I read The Hobbit. Uh, so I know all of the stories, every single character, you know, Thangorodrim and all this stuff from the Cimmerillion. Um, I know it well enough, um, the story of Feanor and the, the Battle of the Cimmerills and all that old, old stuff. All I know is that Tolkien write, started to write The Lord of the Rings when he was sitting in the trenches of the Battle of the Somme in World War One. He and C.S. Lewis both were sent off to World War One. Two of their friends never never made it back. It changed them forever. They both wrote these fantasy stories as kind of a working through their post-traumatic stress of being in the Battle of the Somme. And they're gorgeous stories. They're about the battle of industrialization destroying the natural world which Tolkien very much saw in England at the time that he was writing these stories. He saw this beautiful English countryside slowly being decimated by the forward march of industrialization and very much the orcs And Saruman and Sauron represent that destruction of the beautiful natural world at the expense of, you know, just heavy industrialization. That very much is the story that that Tolkien wanted to tell. And of course, the idea of the, the hobbits, the smallest people among us being the bravest. And Dash, just in case you wanted to bring this up. The reason why the eagles could not take the ring into Mordor is because the Dark Lord would very much spot them, and the whole purpose of the mission is secrecy and stealth. They're trying to sneak the ring because they have to take it to a very specific part of Mount Doom, they have to throw it into the crack, the crack of Doom is what it's called where it was actually forged. It it wouldn't be destroyed anywhere else. The eagles couldn't get into the tunnel where it was. They'd have to have a rider. If they had a rider, they couldn't go high enough to avoid the fell beasts and the archers and Sauron's own power and Saruman going after them. They're very conspicuous. And also, nobody wants to go to Mordor. I don't blame the eagles. Frodo was very brave to decide to do it. So that's That's, why the eagles.
1: That sounds all very convenient. I'm just saying. Yeah. the Dark Lord what about them? would have said, and he would have known. Eagles. Those ground eagles could have taken them.
0: There See, are no ground he eagles. Didn't, he in didn't this talk world. about the
1: ground. No, they're ground eagles. They, just didn't, me they, they decided didn't talk
0: about not to have the eagles take the ring because it would be too conspicuous. They needed yeah, to but, sneak the ring in, and it's very, those eagles are enormous. They're enormous. Yeah, but Stephanie, eagles.
2: you could skim across the ground right below radar. Yeah. That's what so, we do all the time now.
0: So every the, the fell beast would see that coming a mile away. The dark lord is coming a mile away. They had to have the hobbits do it because it had to be a sneak attack to get in there. He couldn't know where the ring was. He's searching for the ring the whole time. He has no idea the misdirection of the other hobbits having it and going to Sauron. I mean, that's a whole all of this stuff is misdirection and the story's messy, fine, whatever. But in the end, Samwise carries Frodo up the mountain. If I can't carry it for you, then I'll carry you, Rudy
2: good news uh well, well i i love that i, I remember that it's uh it's a very paraphrased here but th- they have pippin but good news pippin doesn't know anything <laughs> or no um who's the remember no
0: i'm i'm blank what no um
2: uh, who the the four hobbits who were they yep
0: they were pippin mary doc yeah. pippin mary sam and frodo
2: yeah when pippin and mary were captured by the, the, orcs, the right? the orcs right yeah, the Urukai. They're like, mm-hmm. hey, the bad news, is, uh, it was just, it was a little small of they person. Like, hey, Pippin and Merry have been captured. Uh, but, and the orcs and the Dark Lord know everything Pippin and Merry know. But the good news is Pippin and Merry
1: don't know anything.
0: They don't know anything.
1: No. See? I know a little bit. Well, <laughs> I, the- I thought he was talking about Michael Jordan and, and the bull. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like, and
0: uh, I'm just going to talk know. over Dash because I don't even want to hear it. Pippin Pippin actually possibly being the ring bearer is a part of the story as he grabs the plant here. And so the dark Lord thinks he's the one that has the ring. So that's why he has to go to Gondor. The dash is like, I'm so out we of need this. to just
2: Stephanie. Yeah.
0: Before we turn this
2: into the Lord of the Rings episode.
0: Yeah, I know. This I is, is a stop.
2: fantasy, not Lord of the Rings.
0: <sighs> yes, it is fantasy, but that is obviously my number one. I love those movies i make no apologies about it they're the greatest movies ever so the lord of the rings
2: i know right dash did you have to did you even have to write down her number one or were you just like yep i know it's lord of the rings already i already got it i
1: had it written down i had written it's like more i had it written down before i even said mine
0: and just just, just number just, 10 <laughs> To support my argument of why it's, it's still the, the movie with the highest ever number of Oscars won, which is *The Return of the King*. So, I mean, if the Oscars aren't a good enough source of, that they're good movies, then I don't know what is.
1: Yeah, I mean, shut
0: yeah, right.
1: I don't believe
2: in any <laughs> of that nonsense, but all right. <laughs> but anyways, all right. yes,
0: a big shocker, I know. Take us home. All righty. Well, that was our fantasy movie and TV list. Sorry. Thanks for letting me nerd out a little bit there, gentlemen. I appreciate it. So let us know what your top 10 fantasy TV or movies are in the comments below. Please do do that. And if you like this video, please like our video. It's very important for the algorithm. If YouTube knows that you like it, they'll want to share our videos with other people and spread the word. Hey, why not share this video with your friends? See what their top 10 fantasy TV and movies are. Start a fun discussion. Um, is there anything I'm forgetting? Just let me know. Let me know, fellas. But uh, this has been a fun Friday. I've enjoyed talking about all of our TV and fantasy. Anything you guys want to say to uh, close us out for this show?
1: Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe. And hit us up on all social media at Pod.
0: Absolutely. So... Mm-hmm. We wish you, I don't know what I'm going to say. I was going to say good You're journey, 50. but that's Masters of the Universe. <laughs> good journey. That is a, Actually, my family does say that when we leave. Good journey. You love Masters of the Universe. So thank you, everybody. We have been the Charts Hoodies crew, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Hey. Got the check.